Blog Talk Radio. It's been just 143 days since Dustin Johnson left us with images of broken records and overflowing emotions. That November, Masters, was historic, and we can only hope, unique. Now, four and a half months later, the last major championship is once again the first major championship. Even without the traditional far three times, it's been an eventful week filled with the suggestion of what is to come. On Saturday, 17-year-old Subasa Kani won the second Augusta National Women's Amateur in a playoff. A very impressive performance. And on Sunday, 82 children, girls and boys, took part in the Drive Chip Putt National Finals competition. All of them, no doubt, thinking, maybe I'll be back here one day to compete again in those other events. It's so cool to see my name up there. I mean, this is probably the best day of my life. Champion Dustin Johnson will tee off Thursday at 1030. Seeking to become the first player since Tiger Woods nearly two decades ago to successfully defend his title. With the course being firm and fast like it is, you're definitely going to have to be a little bit more careful about where you hit the ball. Johnson was celebrated on Tuesday at the traditional champion's dinner. The achievements of past winners are honored throughout Masters Week. When the tournament begins Thursday morning, Masters legends Jack Nicklaus and Gary Player will be joined by Lee Elder. 46 years ago, Elder bravely became the first African-American to compete at Augusta National. I have uh, certainly enjoyed my time playing here and coming and being a part of what Augusta National is all about. This week, he was awarded an honorary doctorate degree at Payne College, coinciding with the announcement of the Lee Elder Scholarship at the school to recognize his trailblazing spirit. The storylines this week are endless. Among them, major champions seeking to be fitted for their own new piece of wardrobe. A four-time major winner, Masters champion, remains the elusive missing descriptor in Rory McIlroy's already historic bio. Just 31, McIlroy now competes with a prodigious group of players in their 20s, all of them with major credentials. Bryson DeChambeau and Colin Morikawa both broke through in 2020, attacking the course in contrasting styles. Morikawa, the precise artist, relying on a world-class iron game. And DeChambeau, the visionary, seemingly always painting outside the line. John Rahm plays this week with a new perspective. His son, Keppa Cahill Rahm, born on Saturday. Will Rahm, with top tens in his last three trips to Augusta National Golf Club, soon be a father and major champion? And, of course, there's Jordan Spieth. 
Speed lived a master's lifetime before he turned 24. A breakthrough runner-up at 20. A historic record-tying 270, claiming victory at just 21. A back nine heartbreak a year later. And a Sunday charge for the ages in 2018. Now, still just 27, he is in form and returns with great expectations. I like the progress that I'm making. I don't feel that I have the control of all facets of my game that I want to have yet, but I'm going to work at trying to just be a little bit better than I was last week. This year is the 85th playing of the Masters, and it is back in its rightful place in early April. By all accounts, the course is fast and firm, an impressive test for golf's elite. So many stories. Will one rise to be told above all the others? Or will a new untold one emerge? In less than 24 hours, the first draft of the tale will be written. The Masters returns, and so too will the roar. Welcome to Southern Sports Central, your source for all things sports, with your host, Richie Altman. Richie Altman. And Eugene Benton taking your call at 323-784-9681. Now, let's join Richie in the studio. A good Monday. No, Thursday. I can't even remember the day. That's how long it's been, Eugene, since I've been on the show with you, man. It is Richie Alvin back here in the, of course, Southern Sports Central Studios on the coastline of South Carolina. And it's a great fitting introduction. Yes, it was five minutes and 23 seconds. But, boy, we have we waited for that introduction for the Masters. It's just another piece of sports that tells us that it's all coming back to us now. It started yet last weekend with the young youth of what will be the Masters. Of course, then the ladies, they did their thing. It's just fitting to have a a tribute, to open the show, to have that opportunity to speak about something that's been doing this thing for 85 years. And I want to thank ESPN there. Of course, they did that introduction, and uh, it it was great. Heard it yesterday. Had to bring it in. Again, I am Rich Alvin, Eugene Benton here with us tonight. You'll be able to check out a great guest list. Eugene has put together, carried over from last Thursday, where we had uh, some weather on the West Coast that affected us here on the East Coast because the Blog Talk Radio, uh, where they are located, didn't have the, uh, didn't get this opportunity to put together uh, the list that will join us here tonight. I'm going to give you that list quickly, and then we'll talk some sports with you before we bring in our first guest out of the state of Georgia as we are fittingly going to Georgia. Now, that being said, at 6.30, it is the head coach, Coach Eric Curry. He is the head football coach over there at North Georgia Prep, another prep school doing big things. We're going to hear his story and why he believes that this prep side of life is a good side of life and why they should really open the doors and eyes to his campus. We'll talk about that with him at 630. Then at 7 o'clock, we're heading over to a young lady, Mrs. Tay Thompson, who is a five-star graphic artiste. 
right? She does it for SoFlo, which is Southern uh, South Florence and West Florence up there in uh, that Florence County District. We'll be excited to talk to Miss Tay about what she does and how she does what she does because, again, you've seen it, you heard it. You, you, if you're on social media and you're an athlete, you get it. That is the graphics got to be top-notch now. That is the way of the world when it comes to recruiting young athletes and giving them all the hype that they need to get. Then it's 7.30. Oh, boy, 7.30 is going to be on point because we're going to stop with at National Press with Coach Jeff. We'll be with them on Sunday, by the way. Nation Ford, get ready because we're all coming your way on Sunday morning. It starts at 9. It ends at 5. We're going to do a few shows. We're going to do a few highlights. We have a lot of ballers from across the great state of South Carolina only invited to this camp. And we cannot wait. We already know a handful of guys that I saw, a list from the fort that will be there, and a handful of other great athletes that will be represented across the state of South Carolina will be there. We'll be at Nation Ford on Sunday, live on air. So you want to make sure that you follow us on Facebook at Southern Sports Central and on Twitter for the link. The address and all the updates, of course, we'll be doing a lot of things, I believe, on Instagram. It's going to be a good time. You don't want to miss it. Then at 8 o'clock, we wrap it up with uh, the new head coach over at Ben Lippin. That is Coach Stephen Cagle. Can't wait to catch up with Coach and uh, see what's happening over there on that beautiful campus. Talking about camping, we camped out with those guys uh, with, uh, you know, uh, a camp that happened at the earlier part of the summertime, Infinity Football where uh, those guys did a five-star job putting together a performance. And really, honestly, it was the first camp that I had been to during this COVID conversation and all the regulations and expectations that have been put out there, right? Uh, bring your own water bottle, bring your own football, bring this, bring that, stay away from everybody. You know, all that was the first, I believe, in the state, really, this type camp uh, that uh, I was having a, a great chance to meet a lot of great ballers around our state and of course work with a lot of colleagues that do what we do whether on the tv screen the, the radio the newspaper uh miss v and i actually that was our first time hanging out over there she of course is with the high school blitz now there will be blitzing here in somerville in somerville may 8th i believe is the date for that one and by the way man that stadium and, and again I, i'm a little tear jerk to see the grass being put up over there at uh at somerville's football stadium over at mckissick field but, uh, man, the new turf looks incredible. Yes, sad to see the old history as it starts to move out. But the new tradition, the new history, and the new memories that will be made on that thing is going to be big. And it's, I tell you, it's, it's a pretty uh, piece as I keep seeing it getting uh, unfolded, as you will, over there at uh, Memorial Stadium. Now, with that being said, let me bring in the man and a myth and a great legend who did a great job Monday night covering for me. I took off. On a three-day binge, I went to Eugene, as you know, on Saturday. I got to visit uh, UNC Charlotte for the first time ever. Got to be on the football field. Got to watch a little baseball. Got to see a tennis match. Walked on the softball field. But at the end of the day, man, why wouldn't you? Why wouldn't you look at what Coach Parks is now a part of? And, of course, Keegan Williams is over there. And a handful of other athletes who are committing there on a daily basis. But, man, that place is on fire. Amazing facilities. And right outside of Charlotte, man, what a great time I had on Saturday, just having a chance to look at the facility and, and just take it all in, man. Yeah, Big Tone is headed up there, as you mentioned. They had some commitments going the way, of course. Big Tone played for uh, Coach Parks for up there at Ridgeview High School, and now he is committed firmly, as he said on uh, social media, to uh, the 49ers of UNC Charlotte. Now, I have been on that field as well. 
for a mega camp that was hosted there, I think, two years ago. Kind of one of those things where they had about 25 different schools in. And, uh, you know, it, you're right. It's great facilities, great weight room, uh, all that good stuff. Um, today, though, I was up in the Charlotte area, actually pulled up to Nations Ford. We were going to uh, do some work today at Nations Ford. And then uh, I guess the uh, lacrosse team didn't check in with the athletic director. So we got bumped over to, to Fort Bill High School. But all is well. It was pretty cool. End up uh, meeting the punter for the uh, Denver Broncos is in town in Charlotte with a bunch of other NFL guys uh, kind of hanging out and doing some things with Coach Warner. I uh, didn't realize the Bron- Broncos punter actually was a former punter at State uh, who grew up in Atlanta. So uh, there is a connection to this side of the world for the uh, for the guy. He's a pretty neat dude, man. Um, but uh, yeah, I did, did meet him today for, firmly and, and finally. Uh, so that was pretty cool, but got back in time to, uh, you know, kind of get things set up on the road. Uh, Casey was driving. I was on the keyboard trying to get this show lined up. And, uh, you know, we are grateful that everybody's kind of stayed with us, stayed patient. I was so disappointed last Thursday because Ben Lippin <clears throat> had done this wonderful graphic, you know, celebrating Coach Cagle joining the show with us. And they had our logo on it. Man, it just, I was so upset last Thursday things didn't go down. Bounce Back Monday had a great show. Uh, definitely got to uh, talk to some great athletes and, and a great head coach and up in uh, Coach Eisman up at um, at a lot of high school. So that was really cool as well. But you know, uh, we battled through, and uh, here we are Thursday. You know, kind of closing out the week, so to speak. You mentioned the golf. We do have the golf pulled up. Justin Rose is kind of firmly in the lead. He still actually has one more hole to go. He's on 17, but he's got a four-stroke lead. Um, got a, a solid group there at, at negative three uh, or three under, then some two unders and one unders, and then a nice big group there at even par. But I want to get a shout-out, man, to, to our man, Tim Stevens. He always listens in from North Augusta. He had called earlier on the way back, and we talked some football and some camps and stuff, and he did invite uh, us over to um, to Augusta. It's a dream for me. It is the one day that I have like three things going on. Of course, you know, with the, with one thing with my son and uh, kind of a rite of passage. We're uh, supposed to be going and, and uh, hopefully picking out his car tomorrow. And that's something that's been promised to him for a while. He works hard, and so you know, I, as much as I would love, love, love to go to the Masters, I certainly got to give uh, Jeremiah the time and. And let's go do this thing so the young man can uh, get, his, get his first set of wheels and uh, cart himself around. But, um, you know, it's, it's it's one of those years, man. Did you notice this past week that there's actually some Major League Baseball going on? You know, I know there's uh, – There is. You know, we don't want to talk about the controversy about full stadiums, but there is a team that played for – you know, with some full stadiums and 40,000 people. Uh, mm-hmm. My Cubs didn't, didn't start out so well. I don't know about your Dodgers, man. I, I'll try not to keep up with those guys because I don't like them because they've been to the World <laughs> Series lately. But, you know, uh, so, so I guess, you know, we'll switch it over because there is some basketball being played. But, you know, the the team, the, the sport that you and I love, 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 you played at the collegiate level. I tried my best to play at the collegiate level. Didn't work out. But, um, you know, it, it, it's just that uh, fresh cut grass, you know, the, you start to get that warm air, you know, and the baseball knocking, the sound of that catcher's mitt popping, man. I, there's just no better feeling to me than being at a ballpark right. on a sunny afternoon. Yeah, no doubt. And, and here in the great state of South Carolina, we have 
without a shadow of a doubt. I don't care if you're the ACC, the SEC, the Big South, the Southern Conference, the Sun Belt, you name it. They play it. It's in this conference, MEAC, whatever. Baseball in this state is great, great. It is such a, a joy to be in their stadiums. And then you go to high school ball. The hit tournament is happening right now here in Charleston. Somerville is just just making a steamroll through this tournament, by the way. They beat Ford Dorchester, I think, 15-4 to four last night. Uh, I, I saw a kid have his first home run for Somerville. Uh, on the other side, I, I think Berkeley is another team who is just roaring through uh, I think they came into the hit tournament undefeated. They were unranked, untalked about. It finished the the, the 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 regular part of the season before spring break. Because, again, this is all tournament play, 9-0. So, Coach Lancox has got it going on. Coach Bo Sharpie's got it going on. That's a collision course that I can't wait. We're going to go cover it. We may even do it for whatever call for free. I mean, just to do the game. That would be neat. I love doing the baseball games. It's easy. It's a conversation. Uh, you do have the dogs, the river dogs. How about those guys They're running next month too? We will be in house in May. Uh, can't wait to be back at the Joe Thirsty Thursday. I mean, you name it. it it's just, it's so exciting that it seems like we're all back up and running. And don't forget, you saw it on Twitter last night. I put it out maybe early this morning. I can't remember because I did get up early, Eugene. And uh, how about the boys going around and around at Darlington? The lady in black, of course, ready to attack and do her thing. The the track, Too Tough to Tame, uh, has got their tickets up and on sale, like you just mentioned, about stadiums and capacity. Uh, Go over there to Darlington Speedway. Get your tickets now. The truck race. Uh, I still call it the Bush Series and the big boys all racing Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Uh, That's a May race. You want to get up there and get your tickets. Uh, If I'm thinking I'm right there, and I do think it's May. But before we shut the door, on one sport, and, and I know we've talked a lot of baseball, and we've got in uh, the, the Masters, who's going down right now. And, of course, uh, NASCAR, Major League Baseball is happening. College football, it is in the air, by the way. Charleston Southern home this weekend. Uh, they'll be doing some things. I may try to find a way over there. If I'm in town, I may try to go by there. Uh, but a season that I thought did what they needed to do and handled the business that needed to be handled was college basketball. Yeah, there was a few things. We didn't see the Dukes. We didn't see – the Kentuckys in the big dance, but we did finally get a chance to see the Baylor and the Gonzaga. And, and it was what we thought it would be a heck of a matchup. It ended up being all Baylor all day. They came in fired early and often ended up winning big by 16 points, 86 to 70, 86 to 70. Uh, you know, of course uh, you start to kind of look at that. And again, on the other side, Eugene, the ladies basketball tournament, the Gamecocks, the Lady G's, I mean, they fought, they went hard at it, but, Fell a little short, man. Were you able to catch in to the Lady Gamecocks and just the rest of the tournament? Because, man, I tell you what, let's be honest, man. A lot of great basketball games this year during college basketball. With all the different things that they had to overcome. Yeah, you know, and, and the Lady Gamecocks, I, I didn't see. There, there's something obviously we missed on Twitter because there were people saying that, you know, people were giving the business to Aaliyah Boston or to even Coach Staley or something like that. I never saw it. I mean, people just – she went to tears after she missed the game-winning shot. Uh, and, you know, it happens. They lost by one. Well, you know, they ended up uh, losing to the national champion who also only won by one point. So two points determined both games for the national champion. First time it ever happened. When you get the last shot and it just, you know, goes off the rim or doesn't go in against a national champion in the final four, you know – You've done your work, you know, 
it just one basket just didn't go your way that game. And so, right. you know, there's nothing to shake a stick at, especially after losing two first-round picks. You know, the, mm. the, last year, I get it. Last year, COVID stole a national championship. You, I mean, but even then, it's not guaranteed. Or else Stanford, you know, would have walked through this thing, or, you know, this year. Um, it just doesn't have or, – or UConn would have walked through it this year. It doesn't happen. It wasn't guaranteed. And a lot of people just automatically, in my opinion um, – automatically think that South Carolina guaranteed was going to win that national championship last year. You can't do that. Right. You can't say they would have won because you don't know. A lot of crazy things happen in the tournament. But I get it that, you know, now all of a sudden, you know, a final four, and it almost seems like, well, you know, we didn't we didn't close it out. You lost by one point on the last second shot to the team that won it by one point. So, you know, and then you look at the recruiting class. I saw – I mentioned this on the show the other night. Um, right. Four out, of the, four out of the top seven kids, I think, or eight eight kids in the country are coming in with this year's recruiting class. You know, so hmm. Don Staley has a role. I mean, all these Final Fours, a national championship, you know, aside from maybe a couple more actual, you know, national championships, I mean, she's, she's got to be up there basically with what Davos Swinney's doing at Clemson. Or, you know, obviously Saban has more titles and actually finishes off with the titles. But, you know, it, it's hard to argue. There's not a men's program right now in basketball, even with the legendary programs such as Duke and Kentucky that are rolling with this many Final Fours in such a, such a short span. And, again, she's just reloading. So <laughs> I, hopefully next year, uh, you know, the, the be able to pack out the arena again. I mean, you know, South Carolina women's basketball averages more fans, I believe, than anyone in the country. So, you know, hopefully we'll be able to welcome in these new athletes with a, a packed house uh, here, you know, this coming late late fall, early winter. Because, again, you know, I would I would imagine South Carolina has to be ranked either preseason one or two. And, again, right. you know, they're going to have that early season battle with Connecticut. That's just kind of a prerequisite, something that Don and, uh, and Coach Ariyama, you know, that they schedule every year. And it's a fun game. This year was close. UConn won the right. game this year. Last year, South Carolina won. Um, you know, and they got challenged this time, this year. You know, it's the first time they lost an SEC game to Georgia. You know, they lost against NC State, I believe, or Maryland, somebody like that. You know, so they go outside the conference. And, you know, this year, they did have some battles. And uh, but a lot of players are going to be battle-tested, I think, for next year. They have the experience. Again, they're bringing in some super talented uh, folks as well. The big news related to basketball at Columbia is what's going on with Frank, man. I mean, what do we hear? You know, I can't even believe that there were rumors and conversations about, you know, Fire Frank, the guy that took the school to his only Final Four in our, in our history. And just three years ago, and on top of that, South Carolina hadn't won a game, not one single game in the NCAA tournament since, like, the early 80s. You know, mm-hmm. and the guy takes him to the Final Four, and he's won some games. I just don't understand why why three years from a Final Four you 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 want to you know people on social media or with the Fire Frank hashtag when uh you know who are you gonna get who are you gonna come you know to pay to come to South Carolina to coach you back to a Final Four that's a big question Mike Boynton maybe but he's got a great thing going at Oklahoma State where it's more it is a big time basketball school out there and so who knows man I I just don't see it I think uh, we stay with Frank at least give him a couple more seasons and see what happens what do you think. Well, you know, well, first of all, let me 
kind of the lady that I do want to congratulate Stanford. Like you mentioned, they did not only knock down the Gamecocks, they knocked down Arizona. They did it all with one point, went away to make a, a season and put a stamp on it by beating, uh, the, of course, uh, the Arizona ladies, 54-53. Again, after beating the uh, number one seeded Gamecocks, now it was Kentucky and Arizona playing that Friday night. And, of course, Arizona got the dub. Back to the Frank Martin thing. Now, he again, here's what's going down with that. All right, Clemson looks really, really good at basketball. And, and so South Carolina, they, they've got to kind of keep up with the Joneses, or in this case, the Clemson Tigers. And for them to constantly be in the big dance year after year after year, right? And, and they've got a coach in there who, who doesn't have the resume. I don't feel that, that Frank Martin has. So Frank the Tank should be not tanking. He should be spanking the competition. He's not doing that. And so for me, it's what have you done for me lately? Eugene, it's nothing different than what you go through in your job on the 9 to 5 clock and what I go through in my job 9 to 5. That's why I try to be great every day. That's why every day I the top of the leaderboard, what you're seeing right now is what they're doing in the PGA right now over there at the Masters. You want to be at the top of the board, and, and Frank ain't getting it done. I mean, like him, love him, want to keep him around for dinner, that's fine. But if he's not getting us in the dance, it doesn't matter. I mean, let's be honest. You think in Kentucky they're going to be able to say the same thing? I don't care how many times this guy's been in there. Calipari could go in there 20 times. But I bet you if he misses it again next year, I bet they have a new coach in Kentucky. I bet you. Now, even though and we haven't talked about that, we don't have a lot of time, but how about the replacement coming in at North Carolina, right? That's getting a lot of people conversating right now. And here's the thing. I'm about coaches moving around. These coaches – and a friend of mine, a guy that I that I hang out with during my morning days, he and I would talk about that over at the office. I said, man, I got to tell you, it, it, it's surprising that he would leave at North Carolina the way he left, right, after he had so much great success. The last thing he'll remember is that butt-stopping, walk-it-dry whipping that he took. They knocked him out of the NCAA tournament by 20 points, if I'm not mistaken, right? And here we go. His biggest thing, he's tired of the – let's say, transfer portal, right? He's tired of these kids bouncing out after a year in the college ranks. There is no credibility. There is no accountability. These older coaches, the Spurriers, uh, the Mac Browns, and, and I'm talking football, but you go into basketball, some of these legendary coaches, the same thing. They don't really want to deal with these kids who don't have any accountability. They don't have to worry about credibility. They just need to come in, punch that one-year ticket, and they can go on and punch that dream card to the NBA. And I think that's what you're going to start to see. And I think as much as we see these athletes bounce around, Eugene, I think you'll see the same thing with coaches now. I think you'll start to see uh, it just you're not going to see the Nick Saban stick around. You're not going to see the, the names like at UCLA that had names there forever and ever, amen. You're not going to see that anymore because here's the thing. Even the coach at Duke, how much longer do you think Mike's going to stay over there at Duke, not making it in the tournament, not being a feared competitor coming off a plane or coming off a bus, right? I mean, that's kind of the thing. You see that in high school, you see it in college, and you don't see it quite as much in the pros. But, again, you're, it's making it more of a business than the college ranks. You're seeing it in basketball. Now it's leaned into football. And how long is it going to last before it hits the other sports? Yeah, I agree. And it's something that's very interesting about the, how powerful UNC basketball is to the state of North Carolina. I don't know if you saw this on the Twitter world, but uh, – the, they announced the head coach, and they were going to have a press conference. The press conference, mm-hmm. conference was announced for 1.30. The governor of North Carolina had his big COVID uh, weekly meeting press conference, and they had to move it for an hour and a half 
because they didn't want to compete with the UNC uh, coaching hire. But congratulations. I, I, I did cover him a good bit on Monday night because the news broke out and uh, Coach Dan had texted me that they got their guy and they're real happy at, up at Chapel Hill and all the old alumni are really happy, you know, with Coach Davis coming in. And, um, you know, it's, it, it's exciting for them. But, you know, I'm wondering about Krzyzewski. He has the most wins now, um, and he is getting up in age. He has had some health issues. How much longer is he going to deal with it, you know? And are we going to see that these big-time programs? Now, Kentucky, you did mention Calipari. That the buyout mm-hmm. of that guy is tremendous. It's like $24 million. Now, I'm sure the Kentucky faithful probably have that. But, uh, you know, <laughs> yeah, how much longer does he want to go, man? I remember back in, the, you know, the, the teams in – when he was coaching back in the 90s, man, when he had UMass rolling, and then he went to Memphis and all these other schools, man, I just, I don't know, man. You saw Patino, of course, his bow out went the way of uh, the NCAA, but, um, you know, I'm wondering about some of these coaches getting up in the 60s and 70s and how much they're, you know, really want to deal with it anymore. They've made the money. They have the records. They have the rings. And, you know, we might see, you know, unfortunately you may get to a situation just like college football where these coaches are going to get a three-year rope and that's it. Either you win or you're gone. Well, I can take this on behalf of us at Southern Sports Central. Coach uh, Roy Williams, thank you for all that you've done, not just at North Carolina, but everywhere that you've been able to make an impact across the country and hymns across the world that you've, of course, had an input. So many athletes or just individuals that have come across your path. I've heard great things about you. You were one of those coaches that were always willing to stop, drop, and have a conversation. And I can tell you something, that means the world to all of us here. Uh, to the new coach on the uh, on the court, Coach uh, Hubert Davis. Coach Davis, congratulations. Uh, back home as you go. And I know you'll do a great job. I can't wait to watch what you do. I know a lot of Tar Heel fans. My sister, a big-time Tar Heel fan. She's eager, ready, and uh ready to get back to what they know is a national championship caliber program. We got to go a break because the bus has made it to the state of Georgia. Georgia's on the mind, but it's North Georgia prep with head coach Eric Curry right out of this guy's a little bit of that Darius Rutgers. It's masters. It's Monday coming up. Of course, Monday masters after Monday, whatever that's going to be happening here uh, coming up in a few days as well. But that's, Let's give in a little bit of beers and sunshine with Darius Rutger. And coming up next, we've got the head coach from North Georgia Prep. That's Coach Eric Curry right up this guy. Don't know nothing to the lender, nothing spinning in the blender. The only thing on my agenda is beers and sunshine.
Facebook and follow us on Twitter and give us a call at 323-784-9681. Let's rejoin Richie and Eugene on Southern Sports Central. everybody the bus is pulled up all the way over there of course and it looks like northeast georgia press is on the board with their head coach eric curry coach curry welcome to southern sports Center. hey i uh, appreciate it thanks for having me on tonight no doubt gotta bring you in a little stone cold after darius talking about some uh some beers and sunshine yeah. i figured why not uh, slap a couple cold <laughs> ones and bring you on the set huh <laughs> Hard to follow up after that, man. Great song, great song, man. I appreciate again. I appreciate you having me on tonight. Well, coach, it's a blessing, and we love having you on. Can't wait to get some of your brothers and some of your other coaches. But we got to get introduced to the man that runs it all from the top to the bottom. Of course, that's you. Now, looking at your Twitter account, it, it threw me a little bit because I see Dad Designer. And I'm going to ask you about that designer and head football coach. Before we talk football. What's happening on the designing thing, Coach? Uh, you got something on the side that we don't know about. Uh, yeah, I had, I had a little bit of a different route here, Coach. Uh, uh, I started, I got my degree in architecture, so I, I went to uh, Hampton University, developed my and got my five-year professional degree as an architect, and um, had some troubles in school early on, and which forced me to stop playing football. But that didn't stop me from achieving my goals and. Ended up graduating from Hampton University with an architecture degree, um, top of my class as well. So um, with that, one of the things I wanted to do was um, also get back into football and find a way to uh, give 
young men the opportunity and promote to them the, the second second chance that I had. And, again, so I've been working as and been blessed, and that's why I put that up there. I've been blessed over the past 19 years to be able to do both passions and really three, like I said, wow. being a dad, being an architect, and also being able to coach the game that I love of football for 19 years and working my way up from middle school and now the head coach as um, of Northeast Georgia Prep. And I'm excited for the opportunity and, and looking, looking forward to big things coming out of Gainesville this year. Hey, Coach, I love it. As we got him here with us, he, he's an architect Monday through Friday or Saturday and Sunday. He coaches football as well, and, of course, uh, doing the dad thing. That's the best part of the dad. That's why we lead it off there with, with that. Coach, I love your testimony right off the rip. You, you, you told the whole truth and nothing but the truth when it came down to telling us about your path and your passion and and how God basically led you through, got you through. Of course, now you're you're a Hampton University grad. Congratulations on getting getting that degree, Coach. Uh, that's a big thing. What a story to kids not to give up, but just find another yes where you're being told no. I, I love that. And, again, I'm sure you've been able to tell that not only your recruits, but also some of your current players and some probably of your past. Yeah, and, that, and that's exactly what I, I preach when I over my years of coaching. And that's and that's one of the big things with me is I I let the kids know and let them know from up front this is why I'm so passionate I've been there I've done that and what I want to do turn you from the pitfalls and oh by the way you know what if you do fall in that trap and fall in the other way guess what you can always come back and and like you said it's a true testimony that I've been able to do that and um, I faced some difficult times in college but I persevered through and got through it, and now here I am. And, and, and like I said, I'm a living testimony, and I try to promote that, like you said, to all the players I've coached over the years. I still keep in touch, and I see those things. And they're also telling that to um, our recruits right now. That's one of the things that I focus on a lot of when we're when we're meeting with the uh, recruits, meet, meeting with their families, and um, the parents love that, and I can see it in their eyes when I'm telling that story and, and giving the testimony. But, and it um it really inspires them and gives them something to look forward to and you know and um I'm just excited about um the opportunity I have set forth to now put that into play at a higher level if you will and give some of these young men that for whatever reason COVID some of the you know some negative things that happened some bad life choices you know what it's not over you're still young and we can persevere through that and and our goal is to help you through that and get you there. Yes, sir, Reed. Doing a little preaching and teaching on a Thursday night all the way from that, of course, corridor <laughs> of Northeast Georgia, the prep school, doing it big here tonight. Coach, you mentioned Gainesville, Georgia. That's where you guys are located in Gainesville, that northeastern side of uh, of the state? Yes, sir. That's where where our home is. And the uh, what we're going to do is we're actually partnered with North Georgia Technical College. That's going to be our, our partner school, and that's where our – our young men and student athletes will be able to participate in class full time. We'll have them on campus. They'll have meal plan. They'll get the full college experience, get an opportunity to play a full uh, football season. And, you know, with that, you know, we're giving them affordable tuition and, you know, it's a lot of opportunity that we can prevent for these young, um, present to these young men to help achieve their academic and professional uh, athletic goals. Hanging out in the Lions Den tonight in the corridor over there, of course, in Northeast Georgia Prep School. Doing a big here tonight, Coach. 
let's dive right into it. You mentioned tuition. Yes, sir. Uh, you know, we, we get a couple of coaches in this in this work with the prep schools coach. I got to be honest with you. I think this is a great tool, and it's coming at the right time because of COVID. Some things yes, in the sir. past pre-COVID was like you mentioned, bad choices have bad consequences, but that doesn't mean that it's got to stop there unless you decide to stop. Now, you guys here at this school and along the board, I believe, with prep schools, you guys are kind of second chance you, if you know what I mean. And that's a good thing. That's not a bad thing. But you guys believe in these kids when they need somebody to believe in them, Coach. Tell us a little bit about what, what is your big sell about why come to a prep school then chase that five, you know, that power five dream that every kid across the country does year in and year out? thing is I touched on it a little bit, a little bit earlier. Again, it's a, it's the at the end of the day we want we want to give you that full college experience and again you know you you for whatever reason you you, you haven't you've been passed up you know what and like you said it doesn't mean it's the end so we're going to run this and one of my biggest things is that I'm running this it's a prep school for a reason I'm preparing you for life and that's not just you know again with life now the tool is football to be used to make that make that a little bit easier transition into life. So we're we're our goal is to have the trans the football as a tool to better your education and make you a better man. And that's one thing that I've been telling them is that as they come in here and the um excuse me in August, you come in here as a certain man to whatever whatever kind of man you are. My goal and our goal at the end is when you leave here in December because we're trying to get you out of here in one semester. We love you to death. But, you know, we love you so much, we want to get you out of here and into a four-year college. And you know what? When you walk out of here, it's only four months. And, our, you know, our gold standard is that G at the beginning means a grind. And that grind is going to make you a better man than that you were um, when you got in here, better man than you were when you got in here. And, again, that, that's, that's what we're looking to do, and that's our ultimate goal. Again, obviously, we have lofty goals. We want to get – um, these our roster filled, and we want 100% of these young men to go. But you know what? At the end of the day, realistically, that may not happen. But, again, it's not the end of it. And there's things that we're going to implement and put into place to help any of those students, for whatever reason, don't get there. But our goal is to get you out of here by the, in, in December. Hanging out, of course, in Gainesville, Georgia. That is at the northeastern side of the state there at Northeast George Prep with their head football coach, Eric Curry, here tonight on Southern Sports Central. Coach, you know, again, we talk about what COVID has brought across uh, the country. Now, here in South Carolina, there's been a lot of virtual reality happening on a regular basis when it comes to learning, and not good for everybody, right? I mean, for my oldest son, he doesn't do as well. My oldest daughter, well, she's pretty quick, quick on the fly. But I feel like a lot of athletes are a little bit better suiting in the classroom. So you guys have a chance mm-hmm. to kind of get make sure their fundamentals are as good as they need to be when they choose to go the path after your prep school. Can you talk a little bit about the academic side of things and, and what do they need to have just to be eligible to come into your program to be a part of what you guys are building over there? Well, the, the beauty of it is, again, that, that second chance, as you talked about, um, our goal, obviously, is to get, you know, it, it makes you better marketable, obviously, with, with a higher GPA. But, again, what we are trying to do is we, we, have, we will accept um, those, young, those players that have low GPA because we have a program set in place, Metacognition Academy, that um, will help improve your GPA and test scores. And 
we're we're fortunate fortunate to be partnership with them and again that that can raise any and you know obviously once you get to a certain level you're qualified and you have the uh opportunity and the choice whether or not you want to take those uh courses at North Georgia Technical College and and increase your GPA that way or you know what I want to just focus on getting getting that GPA up and again Metacognition Academy who like I said we're fortunate to be partnered with has worked with over 10,000 students, and they're based out of Birmingham, Alabama, and they've raised GPAs up 35%. So to answer your question, there is really no, you know, qualification. I mean, we, we've had gentlemen and come to us with 1.8, 1.9, and, you know, we're, we're, we're going to do everything in our power to try and help them get on board. Obviously, there's some things that um, that change, with that, as far as you know, what we can provide for you, but at the, you know, if if you're willing to come go through with it, we're going to do everything in our power, and we have plans set in place for those young men. But again, that that's what we have to offer. And you're getting that college experience, you're getting that you know, North Georgia Technical College. You can take 12 credit hours, and that that way you can boost up your GPA. And I'll tell you one thing: we have, we have a few players that have um, committed to us and come to us, and they're they're 2.9 and up to 3.7. And one of the wow. things is saying, well, coach, if I want to just come play football, no, sir, unacceptable. You will be in school or you will be working. You, and, and my preference and parents are backing on this, you're going you're gonna to go to school route because you will not sit idle and, and play for me because bad things happen. I've been there and done that, and I'm trying to prevent that. So, again, you, that, that's our biggest thing is that we're student athlete first, student first. <laughs> and and if you can't get that, if you can't handle it in the room, it's just, here's your second chance. And if you can't handle it here, it, it, it's further proven maybe this ain't for you, and let's go ahead and try a different route. But our goal is to make sure that we can um, do what we need to do to help you um, get to where you are, and that's why we make everything affordable. We have payment plans. We're, we're going to work with you to get that GPA and test scores up and we're we're developing your uh, recruiting profile from day one. So, and again, uh, as we as we say, we're we're also withable, and we're and that what our plan is in place to give maximum exposure. So again, um, you know, I can't I can't stress it enough of how much we're we're focused on making you a a better person uh, first. And 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 again, that you know, people, well, coach, that's yeah, that's frou frou, that's frog, whatever that is. You know what? If I can make you a better person, a better better man, guess what? It, it, it all trickles down to me that you're going to have a winning attitude and a winning um, persona about you. And that, and we get that across the board and all our students, then it leads to nothing but wins. So you can say that's frou-frou and all that, and that's just hoopla. But you know what? If I have great, great men, and that's, it's just going to translate to great to wins. And I truly believe that. We agree with you, coaches. We're winning tonight in the Lions' den over there at Northeast Georgia Prep with their head football coach, Eric Curry, here tonight. Now, Coach, talk to me a little bit about uh, when it comes to room and board, to the rooming part of it. Uh, where do the guys, when they come there, let's say that you get a couple of kids from Charleston, South Carolina. They love Gainesville, Georgia. They love the atmosphere up there at, at Northeast Georgia Prep. Where do they stay? How do they what, – what's, what's part of the, uh, I guess, the lodging part? Of uh, your athletes, what is, okay. what, how does that work? Yes, sir. So, so like I said, we're we're partnering with North Georgia Technical College. It's actually up in Clarksville in Habersham County. 
So what that is, is, is it's actually a small campus. They have about maybe 400 students and um, small, quaint, like I said, beautiful, beautiful campus up there, you know, for being that small. And, um, you know, you can go to their website and look it out, look it over, and they have a beautiful presentation of how everything is. But, again, those are players that are coming in from South Carolina, from out of state, wherever you, wherever they may be, they'll be staying in Bryant Hall, It's as I mentioned true college experience. You will be staying in a dorm. They have all of the necessities that you need, obviously at a smaller scale, but again, this whole package, which is all covered in, under something different from our athletic fees, is all your academic stuff is all covered under there. So their housing and lodging, uh, excuse me, their housing and meal plan is covered under that. Like I said, they'll be in Bryant Hall and um, that, that covers their books and 12 credit hours and you know, like I said, I can't I can't stress enough how fortunate we are to be partnership with um, North Georgia Technical College, and um, they're going to have everything. They're going to get that full experience uh, that they can. And like I said, also with that, um, they are welcome if you come from out of state or you're in state and you have your own car. Yeah, but we we want again minimize some of the things that can happen. So what what we're doing is we're going to have a uh, uh, full transportation to and from practice to and from workouts and um again we're trying to build that team camaraderie we're trying to have all like i said all the all the fellas will be staying in bryant hall and we'll try and keep them together we're going double room occupancy we're going to make sure that you have a roommate and again we are running this as close to a four-year uh, university as we can given the cars that we're built I love it, Coach. Uh, answering all the right questions that we need answered because there's a lot of cats that are looking for an opportunity, looking for a second chance. And, and because of the, the way that the college ball was this past year, Coach, I mean, a lot of heavy heart, heavy eyes with not only the ball players but their parents because there were just nowhere for them to go. We compare it to where I'm from up in Myrtle Beach. It's like going on the Grand Strand in July looking for a hotel room with it. just nowhere to go. Now, they come to <laughs> yeah, you. Yeah. Talk to me about the schedule, Coach, because you're going to play some ball games. Uh, who do you guys line up? I know there's a school up in Myrtle Beach, by the way, Myrtle Beach Prep. There's another two or three schools around our state as well. But, yeah, how do you guys size up the competition, and, and who do you kind of put on that schedule when it comes down to it? Well, we got a, we got a full 11-game schedule. And, um, unfortunately, you, know, you can look at it two ways. You know, I'll always look at the, the, the pro part of it. Um, what we had to do is we changed some things up to make things better for our um, our young athletes coming in. So, unfortunately, we were actually going to play Myrtle Beach, but the way things worked out, which made it better for our athletes, we had to end up canceling that game. So, um, our first game, um, we're in the um, Southern Post Grad Conference, and that basically consists of Tennessee Valley Prep, uh, Good Elite Prep, Birmingham Prep, Memphis Prep, um, Augusta United, um, Jefferson postgrad Chilton, um, the other school. We got two other schools in Georgia, <laughs> and they'll probably uh, call me up after this. And and so we, you know we're all we're all in that uh, Southern postgrad conference. And one thing that I love about that being a part of that conference is the bottom of their of their uh, logo, and that's where integrity matters. And I've touched on it before. It's all about integrity and building great character in these in these young men. And so. Um, we're going to have some good competition. We actually play a D3 school up in Virginia. We have a bye week. Um, as I said, we are promoting maximum exposure. 
these young men have come in. They really haven't been through the rigors of the normal spring and summer ball. So I may we are trying to get rid of that bye week on 1031 and get another um, high-caliber team in there to play. So, we again, we're all focused on that maximum exposure. And more games, hey, more exposure I can get for these young men and um, get the film. And so, again, like I said, we're going to have some stiff competition. We have, you know, we've, we talked to all of these, um, the leaders of these um, schools, and we're looking forward to a great season. It's run by a great administration, and uh, just can't uh, stress how excited I am for July to get here. Coach, we're excited with you as we're live right now on the campus at Northeast Georgia Prep. You're looking at the map in Georgia. It's in Gainesville, of course, the Lions Den with the head Lions is uh, Coach Eric Curry. Now, Coach, tell me a little bit before we get you out of here when it comes down to communication with some of the other coaches because they know they start there. They start with you guys, but then you guys send them to where you feel or they feel or y'all feel that they should go to the next chapter in their life. How much communication do you guys have with other colleges and do they lean on you? Because I kind of feel like because of the transfer portal, this is going to be the new era. These kids are going to be coming to the prep schools and then going to the universities towards a, a, I guess what, the the transfer portal because of the factor that other schools are actually hiring coaches to just monitor that transfer portal. How much conversation do you guys have with other universities? We we actually have a lot. Um, the two gentlemen that started started this whole thing, um, Coach Taylor Pineda and Coach Tyler Pineda, um, two brothers, man, they um, they have put in countless hours to get this thing started, and they have a lot of connections, actually. Um, both played at Ryan Hart University and have connections up there. And so we, uh, across our coaching staff, we have uh, from all, all the way up from Division One, which is our strength and co- um, conditioning coordinator, Gerald Riggs Jr. Jr. Excuse me, he's our running back and strength and um, strength and conditioning coordinator. Obviously, you know who he is and what he has mm-hmm. to offer. And he, he, you know, there's connections there. Like I said, the Pinedas with, with um. You know, they own a couple of companies, and through that, they have connections there. Um, I've been coaching 19 years. I've built a lot of relationships and staying in touch with a lot of people. Actually, as soon as I got the, um, you know, for what it's, for what it's worth, and as soon as I got the uh, call to be the head coach and noted that on there, um, uh, yeah, I got got um, followed by a bunch of different coaches, man, at, at different levels. Um just just following and saying congratulations and, you know, uh, looking forward to possibly working with me. And, again, I reached out to folks and just, you know, like I said, it, it, it's, it's day one that we're trying to um, promote these kids and promote our brand and, and get ourselves on the map so people recognize us. And, obviously, we're going to try and show and prove on the field as well to also get us known. And um, I can't wait to go up against um, some good schools here, especially at other schools in Georgia who is – who won the whole thing, and, you know, obviously we want to give them a good run for their money and possibly take over here in Georgia. So uh, looking forward to that competition and to all the competition that we're going to be facing. But, again, you know, through that, that's just going to build build us up. And, again, it's, it's going to build our, our, our opponents up too, and, that, and that's what we're all about, man. At the end of the day, obviously we want to beat the crap out of each other, but we're going to help each other. And um, we had a meeting the other night, one of the coaches said it, best he said man if i don't have a guy hey might want to go over to uh tennessee valley prep they got a, mm-hmm. a heck of a linebacker over there you may want to look at 
And, and that's the kind of relationship that we want to have at the end of the day, man. And and that's what it's all about is we're going to, we're going to like I said, we're going to destroy each other, but we're going to build each other up at the same time. I love it. As we're lifting them up and iron sharpens iron, the whole shebang is happening right here tonight yeah. on Southern Sports Central with Coach Eric Curry. Of course, he is the head football coach over at North East Georgia Prep. That's in Gainesville, Georgia, guys. You want to look this young man up. You want to find out what's happening because I'm telling you, there's a new world order in college football, and it's happening on this campus right here. Coach, before we get you out of here, uh, it, it, what's the easiest way to find you? What's the best way to get information from you? And uh, go ahead and give us anything and everything you got so that our listeners can be writing it all down. Hey, well, you know, we can reach us all, all on Twitter. All the coaches are listed on Twitter, um, NGPA Lions. And my, my personal Twitter right now, if, if you want to reach out to me, Again, it's uh, Coach NGPA. Um, uh, we're all over Twitter, and basically all of our coaches have the same same tag, and you can find us there. And um, that's one. We're on Instagram, the same thing, Coach Curry NGPA, at Coach Curry NGPA. Um, and we're trying to work on um, Facebook. And, again, it's all, we, you know, we're on Twitter. Find us on Twitter. Find us on Instagram. And we're just, you know, we're, we're looking forward to meeting new people and, you know, building relationships, and that's that's one of our hashtags is keep building, and um, that's that's what we're trying to do. No doubt about it, Coach. And I want to go ahead and tell you this. First of all, thank you so much for allowing Southern Sports Central to pull up virtually on your campus and be a part of what you guys are doing. And I want to tell you, you got a seat at the table. Anytime, any place, anytime at all, you want to come in here and talk some sports with us, let us know what's going on in your campus. If you've got an announcement, you got a baller that you need us to – to get some exposure to you got a coach you want to spring in here you name it coach this show is all about you and i just want to say thank you for the opportunity to be a part of the lions here tonight looking forward to building this thing going forward hey man you saying thank you no thank you for giving me the opportunity to get on here and um and help help get us on the map as a, as a new first year school man this this is a big opportunity and I, I can't i can't stress it enough and i can't be more humble and Again, thank you for reaching out and bringing me on tonight. And, um, again, on behalf of North Northeast Georgia Prep, um, we thank you very much, man, from the bottom of our hearts. And uh, uh, nothing but good things coming from us and coming from you. And, um, again, just thank you. Thank you for everybody. Thank you for everything. You got it, Coach. God bless you, your family. Uh, keep being uh, the world's greatest dad. Keep engineering great plays and buildings across the country. And until next time, Stay safe, and we'll look forward to doing it again here real soon. Yes, sir. Thank you. Have a good evening. Take care. You got you got it. Ladies and gentlemen, the bus is uh, pulling up and getting ready to head to Florence, South Carolina. But I want to say this. I, I learned so much from our guests that come in here, and they educate me. I don't know about you guys, but I learned, you know, that the hard trials and tribulations, our coaches are, are honestly a, a walking testimony. They should share their stories more often. I mean, you heard the story there by Coach Eric Curry about how he, he failed, but then came back stronger, better, faster, got a degree. Oh, by the way, top of his class, oh, by the way, Hampton University graduate. Oh, by the way, keep going because it keeps getting better and better. And that is uh, only the beginning of uh, what he is going to continue to do as he's over in Gainesville, Georgia, doing it big at Northeast Georgia Prep. And we are looking forward to being part of this uh, 
big movement of the Lions over there. The prep schools are big. I'm telling you guys, I'm telling you, this is going to be the new world order and a lot of college football conversations going forward. Coach, thank you so much. We greatly appreciate it. We are looking forward to round two, chapter two, and learning a little bit more about you going into the future. We got a break. Come back. The bus is almost to Florence. That means the young lady joins us, Miss Tate Thompson. She is a big time five star. I mean, you name it, she dreams it, then she posts it. And that is, of course, one of the best graphics artists in the business for South Florence and West Florence. All that coming up right at the top of the hour, guys. Don't go anywhere. So I'm a soccer grad, so I'm very familiar with both of those schools back in my day. 
Uh-huh. What a blessing to have you a part of what they do. I mean, I cannot imagine the inboxes ever able to stay up to date because these kids are probably hitting you up all the time. Oh, yeah. I mean, my job is to make them look good and feel good. And, and me being a former athlete myself, um, I know how great it feels uh, to be represented like that. And I just I want to thank uh, Greg Johnson, the AD at West Florence. He took a chance on me a couple years ago, and I've just totally grown from there. And, I mean, I look back at some of my old stuff, and I'm like, did I really do that? Uh, but everybody grows in different ways. And I decided to take my passion for soccer and turn it to my passion for art. And so I just wake up and I love what I do every day. I love it. So let's let's get to know you. Before we talk about this five-star art that you put together, who is Tate Thompson? Where did you grow up? Did you grow up there in Florence? Did you go to one of these Florence schools? Uh, give us the backstory. Where did this all become uh, the beginning to where we are now today? I did grow up in Florence. I went to West Florence. I played soccer there. I did very well. I'm very thankful for my time there. I'm really super jealous of the new stadium, though. Um, but I do still get to go out there because I, I coach now. Um, but anyway, so I'll get to that in a little bit. But, yeah, so went to West, uh, got recruited by a bunch of schools, chose High Point University. When I went to the campus, I was just amazed. I don't think, you know, people go there. I, I think the only reaction is to be amazed. And so I just knew I wanted to go there, and I had the best teammates. But a great career, and then, you know, when it ended, I was very heartbroken. It it felt like I just got out of the longest relationship of my life. So I, I needed another way to express myself and and to put my passion into something else. And so I, I majored in graphic design, and so I, I chose to go down that route. I actually started with just paintings. I, I painted a bunch and I still do here and there, but now I'm really good at the computer, and I just I get sucked in every day. I, every day I just want to get better and and improve at at my craft. I just I say to everybody I, I meet, I feel like I was born, I was created to be on this earth to do two things, and that's to make art and to be involved in soccer in some way, because it it really love- shaped me to be who I am. I love every bit of that story there. We're learning a lot more about the young ladies that does some incredible work on the World Wide Web. A lot of it there on Twitter, as you guys know. Of course, if you're listening in the Florence area, she's one of your own, West Florence. How weird was it? Again, I, I know the robbery between West and South Florence. There is there is definitely some heat there. Uh, how weird was it for you to walk in the halls and, and sit there? And, 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 of course, you've been, of course, the soccer player for so many years at West Florence. South Lawrence, man, that, that's kind of the Hatfield McCoy's for you guys. Though. Was it weird when you had to kind of go in as, as the business side of you rather than the athletic side of you? Uh, I don't know. I mean, I feel like, you know, I I want to make everybody's vision come to life. Like, yes, there's that rivalry, but I just feel like that makes it even better, you know. I never, you know, choose to make one thing better than another thing for different schools. I just, everything I make is to the best of my ability. And I try to just, I try to bring people's visions to life and, you know, people spit ideas out at me and I'll be like, wow, you know, I could really bring that to life. So I really just feel like, you know, everything I do, it's a, it's more of a competition with myself to try to make 
a better piece than the last. I love it. We're hanging out right now virtually over there in Florence, South Carolina, with one of the best in the business, Miss Tay Thompson, as she, of course, uh, puts together some artwork that is an instant classic. Anytime she hits the send, you can promise you there are alerts going on across the country because she has that ability of capturing the dream and making it, uh, you know, a, a post, a, a reality uh, insert, if you will. So tell me a little bit about this because I, I have some history there. There's a guy down here in Charleston that does a great job as well. But I watched him, and, of course, watching what you do, and I'm seeing Eugene do some great work as well. But this is – it's almost like a calling to you guys because you're able to take the – the attitude and, and, and all the emotion, and you're able to put together a graphic that specializes just for that individual. So can you kind of walk me through the process of when you sit down with that athlete and you start to kind of visualize what you're going to post and what kind of picture they're going to get? So really when I go to these schools and take pictures, it's, it's really up to the, the athlete themselves to show their personality and bring that out. I give them the guidelines, um, but they got to bring it. And so some of them get really into it, some not so much, but, you know, I, I make it work. And so I, I sit down and I have my, you know, planner out and I look through my pictures and I just kind of say, ooh, wow, I could, I could really work with this one. This one would look good in black and white. This one would look good in color. I just kind of, it's all, it's, it's mostly about happy mistakes. You know, you try, every time I, I get on Photoshop or whatever, I try something new, and if it works, it works. If it doesn't, I, I still make it work somehow. And, you know, that, that just makes me feel really good. And I just, I live for that, that desire. And, and the thing about art is that there's never a final answer, like math and science. So, you know, I could finish a design, but then two weeks later, hey, I might go back to it and rework that. I like that. As we're learning a little bit behind the scenes here tonight on Southern Sports Central, it's a little different, and I like it because this is the thing that college coaches are, are, are doing. You see Coastal, not too far from where you probably call home, uh, does a great job up there in their department, but you're seeing other schools do it at the college level. So for you to be able to get a college presence at a high school level, you know, this is something that I – did you realize it was going to be as big as it is once you started kind of getting this thing started? You know, I have a really great support system, and so I, I want to say yes. Uh, I I believe in myself, but I also have people that really, really believe in me, and it, it makes me want to get better. Um, and that's that's really what it's about. It's, I mean, yeah, I I mean, I can be happy with what I do, but – I really love to see other people's reactions and, and to hear other people's thoughts, you know. I love it. I love that, that whole aspect of things because, you know, that's the one thing that we do, of course, when we see what you put out and give us, Eugene tags it and drags it and sends it to me, and he's like, she did it again. My God, the girl is a genius. I don't know how she does it, but she did it, and, and just look at this stuff. And I'm just, it, it is, it, it's, it's got its own touch to it. So when you look at it, how important is the colors and, and, and kind of walk us through some of us who, who may not know the backstory here, but for the colors and, and to have, let's say, for example, we know that this kid wants to, he's got a lion side of him. He kind of relates to a lion, if you will. Do you kind of get into that inner side of somebody when you're doing these graphics? Oh, definitely. I, I really like to, especially owning my own business, I really like to get to know who I'm working with a little bit more. 
and so I could really bring out their personality. I also tend to make a lot of mood boards, so I'll pull some inspiration and some imagery or whatever. Or I, I use a lot of my own photographs, or I'll make um, I make a lot of backgrounds out of my own photographs or whatnot. But I really just want to I want to make the kid feel awesome. I want to make them feel really good about themselves because they should. Because being an athlete is really hard, and and people don't understand that sometimes. I was a college athlete. It it was tough, you know. But if I could do one thing to make them feel good and be like, yeah, I made the right decision to better myself and to become a college athlete, you know, that's, that's what it's about is, is to really bring them out in, in my art. And, yeah, color. my favorite color is the rainbow. I say that because I can't pick a favorite color because I love all of them. So I love to work with all the different colors. I like to add in, you know, pops of just little bits of everything here and there. Um, I, I like to work in black and white too, though, but, you know, I always add that pop of color and I feel like, I feel like when people see my work, they can really tell that I did it. And, you know, that, that makes me feel really awesome. Hanging out with the original Tay Thompson is she former West Florence, uh, of course, a soccer player, ended up taking off and doing some big things at High Point where, of course, uh, she saw her final days of soccer come to an end. I love the, the comparison of a relationship because I played college ball as well. And, and I got to tell you what, it was every bit of a relationship, right? We had our good days. We had our bad days. We could, yeah. we could never walk away from each other because we were just so daggone stubborn that, you know, with Achilles heels and the arms, of course, I was a baseball guy. So I would deal more with shoulder injuries and some arm things there. Never, you couldn't get enough. But when that day came, oh, when that day came, it was, it was a sad day. And I will remember my final day on the mound. I remember, you know, that, 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 that long ride back to where I knew that this would be the last time I would drive away from the field as an athlete, right? I'm sure you have some of that as well. So kind of go back a little bit. Let's go back to your days at High Point. Did you do a little of this on the campus? Uh, did just kind of start to kind of say, look, I, I get that this has a, a expiration date. The soccer game does for sure. And all athletes do have that day coming. But when was it for you that you said, hey, look, I, I can do this, and I, I can make this a business, and I can do this as far as a, a, a career? Um, so probably my junior year, I so I redshirted. So if I'm talking about my fifth year, I'll call it my super senior year. So my junior year, um, I decided to start my own business, and it was really just paintings because I was doing really well with that, you know, just around campus and everything. And then also just working with the newspaper on campus and, and doing some graphics here and there. And then, you know, I, I wanted to have a, a future career in soccer after college, but my body just wouldn't let me, you know, I got terrible knees, terrible hips. It sucks, but that's just what happens sometimes. And, and people have to understand that is that, Sports aren't forever, and so you have to find something else that you really love, too. And so I had art as a backup, thankfully. And, and I still have soccer a part of my life. I'm a coach, so, you know, I get the best of both worlds. But anyways, um, so I just really started to grow my clientele as I got older, and then I was after college I was bouncing around a little bit as far as moving, and I really grew my clientele here in Florence. And now it has expanded and expanded, and, and it's honestly amazing. And, and really, 
it's all about who you know, to be honest with mm-hmm. you. It, it's all about who you know. And, you know, you realize as you get older the people who want to see you succeed and the people that don't, and the people that want to see you succeed, you got to keep those people in your life. Uh, that's great advice, guys. I hopefully, I know Eugene's putting it over there on our Twitter handle, at SO Sports Central. You'll be following that. You'll learn a lot here tonight. And, of course, every night that we're live on the air, you can follow us on Facebook. But right now we're in uh, Florence County with the one and only Miss Tay Thompson. Of course, she's a soccer coach, a former soccer player at the collegiate level, at the high school level, and she's a five-star graphic artiste. And, of course, tonight she's giving us all her secrets, but not too many secrets, uh, Miss Tay, because I don't want everybody to do what you do. That's what we love about you do the best in the business over there, of course, in Florence County. Now, let me ask you this, and, and this is personal for me. You know, you, you remember, and, and Eugene said, well, the cool part is when we have her on, you can ask her, but how do they do this one graphic? And again, this is where you see, um, you know, when they mentioned that NCAA, that the football game was going to come back, right? And they had the guys in the bar, and there's a TV screen up there. Now, many people have taken that live video and, and put different things in it. But NCAA, that's kind of how they kind of broke the news that they were going to be bringing it back. Are, are you, do you know how that happens? I mean, is it, is it kind of a – it's not a cut and paste because it seems a lot more graphic than that. But how, how does somebody go about putting what they want on that screen and still have the, the physical part, if you will, of the atmosphere of the bar and the TV above them? It's, it's all about After Effects and green screen and, you know, you have one scene and then you have another scene and you have to put those two scenes together. It's, it's really all about fine. It's a puzzle, really. All art is a puzzle and putting the pieces together. So it's, it's actually, I mean, it's not a simple process. It's simply explained, takes a very long time. Yeah, you can tell that. I've asked a thousand questions, and, you know, a lot of people kind of dance around with it, but I, I agree with exactly what you said. It, it takes a ton of time, and, and definitely you got to be a professional in this field. Now, before we get you out of here, I want to talk to you a little bit about you still staying in coaching and being able to get back to the community that gave to you. Now, coaching, are you coaching there at the high school? Are you coaching there in the community at a travel team? I mean, give us the backdrop now with the coaching part of this day. Yeah, so I coach a group of U13 girls, uh, the club team, Florence Soccer Association. They are awesome. They're a great group of girls. I'm really pumped that, you know, they they like me a lot because I feel like they can relate to me because I've been where they're Mm -hmm. at. And I tell them that all the time. You know, sometimes they go out there and they don't play as hard. And I'm like, do you all know I would give anything to be back where you are? You know, and, and I hope that they look at me and they get inspired and, you know, see that you can be more than a soccer player. I'm all about developing them as players, but more as people, because that's really where it matters. It's who you are as a person. Yes, you can be a great soccer player, but if you're not a great person, you know, not a lot of people want to be around you. So it's it's all about who you are as a person. I tell you what, you are very wise here on the show. You've given Eugene a ton of uh, information that we're able to put over there and, and quote you here tonight. And, and again, I, I could only imagine cool. that these young ladies uh, come in here and can't wait. You know, there are certain coaches, and by the way, welcome to the coaching room, because now you're an official coach when you said, I would give anything to be where you're at. At that moment, 
at that moment, you officially were no longer a player, and you are now officially a coach, and uh, we've all done it. I'm 43, and, and I've actually hung up my whistles and, and anything else in the world of coaching. I just do this part of it. Uh, but I remember the first time that I sat there and I looked at a bunch of kids. I had just got done playing college ball, and the cool part was none of these kids were mine, kind of like you, right? None of these kids are yours, right? And uh, so you can kind of coach them a little different. You don't have to worry about any of the politics side of life. And I remember looking at them, and I said, look, I'm going to tell you something. I would give anything. I wouldn't give my right arm because I need my left arm because I'm left-handed to be what you are right now. So if you don't stop playing around and take this thing serious, and I'm taking the balls with me because I bought totally. them and they're mine. Right? I mean, you get to say yeah. that, and who's going to say something to you? Or you get to use this one. Don't feed your kids when they're at practice. Because if you do, I'm cutting it up 13 ways, and all these other little ladies are eating whatever Sally's eating, and uh, that's just the way it works. Or mom and dad, this ain't a day you don't leave. Because once they're in the fence, they're mine. If they don't behave and they don't listen, they go back outside the fence, and they're yours. All of those are great, great, great opportunities for you to use, and I'm going to allow you to use those at your next practice. Because I'm going to tell you something, coaching – it's a it's a different type of enjoyment, right? I think you can relate to this now. That I remember scoring, you know, touchdowns and and and, and hit home runs or or doing shutouts, whatever it was to get to to my achievement. But watching a young man or a young lady in your case, because I never got a chance to coach any of these, watch them succeed at something that they struggle at for so many times. Get that first, probably you would be a get a goal or get a block or whatever it is. Man, what what a great one it is. Much greater than it is when it was you the other side. Definitely. Oh yeah, it, it's so rewarding seeing them succeed, and just knowing that they have so much more room to grow. Now let me ask you this: When it comes down to it, how much of these young ladies, these thirteen new ladies, do they lean on you for? They got to feel like they get the freebie, right? Because you are their coach, and you want to oh, see yeah. these ladies I, get exposure. So I'm sure they get some freebie, right? Yeah, I, I did make them some bag tags. Um, they they were pretty pumped about them. You know, I they're they're my girls. They're my homies. So I had to I had to give them some of my art. Now, of course, we're hanging out tonight in Florence County. I'm not sure. Are you still in Florence? I'm guessing you're you're somewhere between West and South Florence, right? Uh, I'm I'm right by West. Yeah. Okay, so you're by West Florence, actually. Uh, moves back. That's where I took my and only SAT. So that was kind of a, a neat story. That was that was a team West Florence and, and uh, Coach Clank was the coach back then. This was a while back. He retired not long ago, actually. But that's the only. Co- coach Clank, the co- co- yeah, Coach Clank was my PE teacher. In <laughs> well, he was a he was a lefty, and for some guy unknown reason, our coach didn't realize he was a lefty throwing bullpen or throwing BP to his guys over there like. Uh, Kelly, by the way, a buddy of mine up there in your neck of the woods. Uh, and I tell you what, I never beat West Florence. In all the years I played high school ball for basically my senior year, never beat West Florence because their pitching coach was Coach Clank, the left-hander, to throw BP to him. And Trip Kelly would just use it like top golf and drive it 90,000 yards to the other side of the woods when he gave him the soccer ski. It was, uh, it was a great time for him, not so much for me. But uh, when it comes down to other schools like Wilson, and uh, even Stockasty or Myrtle Beach, what if these guys and girls reach out to you? Is there, is there a fee or is there a way or what can they do to get that help from you to get that exposure in the world of uh, social media? All, all they have to do is reach out to me. I, I'm really easy to work with. Uh, I just really care about communication. That's really big on my list. 
And as long as we have great communication, we can work really well together. I love it. And she does an incredible job. Eugene, come on in here, man. Let me get you mic'd up on the other side of the glass here because of, you know, Eugene's a young and up and coming. I'll tell you, don't be, don't be too hard on him. You know, he does a pretty good job, but he's got a few questions I know he wants to ask when it comes to our graphics department. Eugene? <laughs> yeah, take it easy on me. Yeah, no, we, um, you know, and I love what you did for us. You know, you kind of took some things and, and Richie, she just kept telling me, she's like, you know, do you guys have any better pictures? And I said, you know, you got the computer software. Can you make us more handsome? <laughs> I don't know if you remember that conversation, Tay, but <laughs> I do. <laughs> you know, we did, we, you know, unfortunately, you know, we, we're always out covering athletes. We just don't have that many pictures of ourselves. You know, it, you kind of, so I was digging through just trying to find some stuff. You know, because uh, much like you, you know, we're focused on other people and not ourselves. So I guess we need to uh, at some point take p- better pictures of ourselves and, and send those to you. But uh, so, you know, you mentioned the painting, and, and I know you're a photographer. Um, do you do that as well, or are you like, a, you know, on the sidelines with the cameras during, during different uh, sports and, and things like that as well? So I don't have much time to make it to all the sports because uh, I actually do favor women's soccer, um, uh, actually. I also coach at, during most games. Uh, we have practice uh, during the evening. But when I do get to go to the games, I, I go to all the home uh, women's soccer games. So I'm always out there. And if I don't bring my camera, it's just because I get too into the game and can't really focus on taking pictures. And also, now, like, you talk Steve to... Cameron goes out there, and he's amazing taking pictures for the schools. He he helps me out a lot with my graphics. That's awesome. Now, you talked about the facilities, and, and we've gotten to virtually tour them. Can't wait to get on campus. Uh, we spent more time, you know, over at the uh, – uh, getting talking with the um, strength coach, Armstrong, over at South Florence. Uh, but, you know, when you look at these new facilities, you look at the, you know, the weight rooms and you look at, you know, the football fields and things like that, you know, when, when these guys are coming to you asking for graphics, you know, and you got the newer technology, you know, what do you think compared today to when you played ball, you know, and, and how, you know, it's changing the fact that your graphics are used to get these guys and girls scholarships back when you played, you know, there wasn't so much on graphics and things like that. Yeah, my mom actually said if, if there was a me when I was in high school, our house would be covered with with posters. But, yeah, so, I mean, <laughs> so basically, wait, sorry, what was the question? I just based out. Well, the difference oh, okay, is now okay. because so, okay, someone like I got you it, I got it. So, yeah, I, I'm, like, so jealous um, about the new facilities and everything but I thankfully had that when I went to college at High Point. We had top-notch facilities, everything. It was wonderful. But I think that's so important because it makes the student athlete want to perform better because they're surrounded by these advanced technology, these nice graphics, these huge lights. You know, it makes them feel really good, and it makes them pumped up. And so that helps with recruiting because when they go to these schools, they want to feel as good as they feel currently. They want to feel even better when they go to these schools. So it's huge for recruiting. Recruiting, and that's a great segue. Just last week, I don't know if you follow us that closely when you're coaching and everything else at Southern Sports Central, but, you know, we 
know some guys that play for the University of Tennessee football team. And uh, their staff, they have a brand-new staff, coaching staff there for the football team, actually put it out. They put it out in APB nationwide. You know, they were taking resumes for someone like you just because of, you know, the kids like it. So when they're recruiting a kid, they want someone in the house to make a cool graphic to kind of put them in that Tennessee uniform, you know, in Nyland Stadium and all that. I mean, have you seen a lot of those? Because when I saw that come through Tennessee, I actually thought of you. Not for the sense that maybe you wanted to leave Florence and take that job, but just to the fact that now this has become part of the recruiting budgets at some of these major colleges to do what you do and, and you know, for to help them kind of reel in the big fish. Have you Have you noticed that as well? Oh, yeah. I think it's amazing because, unfortunately, a lot of schools don't invest in creatives. I mean, we see it all the time. And really, creatives are so important. I mean, they're responsible for all the visuals, you know, all the video, all the music, you know, everything that comes with, like, putting a game together, putting graphics together. They're responsible for all of that. And I think it's so important that these schools are investing in that. And, I, I mean, I'm big on Twitter, and I follow a lot of amazing creatives that I get inspiration from every day. And I just think it's – like, I just saw Penn State just hired a new uh, guy who's, who's strictly doing recruiting graphics. And I, I just think it's really a smart idea for the schools to be investing in something like that. Hanging out, wrapping it up here with Miss Tay Thompson. She is a graphic artist. You can find her work over on the World Wide Web on Twitter. Of course, she's big time with her alma mater, West Florence, and does a lot of stuff with South Florence, and she'll do it. And I'm going to let her give herself a plug here in just a sec. But, Tay, thank you so much for, of course, coming in here tonight, educating us, entertaining us, and, and just getting us a lot smarter. And of course, I know Eugene's been writing down a lot of personal notes, but we would love to have you involve us as much as you would like to. Uh, when we do camps, you're more than welcome to come along with us. We'll get you a shirt. You can walk around and, and take some stuff, uh, take some pictures and teach Eugene a little bit of things. Myself, of course, as well. But uh, keep doing what you're doing because it is an amazing talent that you bring to the table for so many young men and women to get a chance to be seen in a way that, quite frankly, you and I didn't have this. Eugene didn't have this when we were growing up. So lastly, how do they find you? How do they connect with you? And uh, how can they get the opportunity to work with you? So I'm Thompson Tay on Twitter, Creative Beings Art on Instagram, and my website is thompsontay.com. Those are the best ways to reach me. I'm very, very active on Twitter, and my website is just recently updated, so y'all can go check it out. And Richie and Eugene, I appreciate y'all so much. Thanks for taking the time to have me on the show. I really appreciate it. I had a good time. We'll do it again real soon. And, again, we'll catch up with you off the air. Eugene and I will do, like, a conference call with you because we'd like to, to get you up to date on a couple of kids that maybe you'd like to come along with us and uh, do some of that magic that you do. I think that would be uh, a missed opportunity for you uh, because you do such great work. We'd love to uh, help you along the process of your business and your dream and, of course, that vision. Everybody should see it. Hey, thank you so much for coming in here tonight and hanging out on a Thursday night. I appreciate it. I'll talk to you all soon. Thank you so much. All right, guys. There you go. She, of course, a graduate of West Florence High School over there in Florence, South Carolina. Also High Point, where she did her thing on the soccer field at both 
schools and, of course, now still soccer field, coaching them up, coach over there on the 13U, but she's also giving you all she's got on the World Wide Web, on the graphics department. She does an incredible, I mean, an incredible job of highlighting our athletes in this great state of South Carolina. The ballers at their best, and she captures it, puts it on Twitter, and pushes it around to colleges across the country. We got to go to a break because at one point, at one point, we're going to catch up with the man all the way getting ready for a big-time showcase over there at Nation Ford. It's going to be on April the 11th, this Sunday, 9 to 5, National Preps, very own Jeff Mullen, right out of this, guys. Don't go anywhere. It is Southern Sports Central, part two of our two, right after this, guys.
back, everybody, bringing a man inside with that Rick Flair introduction. You can tell he's at a field somewhere close to you, and that, of course, is the coach, Jeff Mullins, with National Preps. Coach, welcome back to the show, and we're looking forward to all the excitement heading our way this weekend. Hey, I appreciate you guys having me. i got to warn you, it might get a little loud on the back end of this call. I've uh, got uh, dad duty tonight, and we're at uh, the, 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 the – <laughs> coach pitch baseball practice so i apologize i love it i love it coach i don't know if you heard it right at the breakdown of the nature boy somebody yelled yeah and i was thinking perfect timing i can tell he's at a ball field <laughs> that's what we do yeah, coach you know to... that it's the best way to do it yeah got a multi-task so, no doubt who's winning the game do they keep score let's get an update over there at the ballpark who's winning <laughs> No, this is coach <laughs> pitch practice, man. It is like watching the oh, right now. Oh, wow. Yeah, this, yeah. yeah. God bless us all here. All right. Well, Coach, looking forward to it. Man, we have been counting days down to this big day coming up this Sunday. It's going to be on the 11th yes, from 9 to 5, Nation Ford High School, the best of the best, invitation only. I mean, roll out the red carpet, break out the Ric Flair Rose, because you guys, as they say, it's about to go down in the state of South Carolina this weekend, right? It is. I'm real. I'm really happy the way it came together. We, you know, uh, first started with all the high school coaches making phone calls to those guys, making sure they understood what our mission was, uh, that this was not, a, you know, a money grab or a hustle to get the kids simply to a camp. Um, we are paid by 300 colleges across the country, and we are filming every rep in this showcase camp. Um, and we are going to distribute that content to all of our clients. And so attending this one-day camp will be as if these young men attended 300 one-day camps for the, for the price of one admission. So I really believe in what we're doing. I know it's going to help these guys. And, um, you know, with, without the help from the high school coach sending us, you know, uh, some of their top prospects, we couldn't have got it done. So I'm grateful to those guys. We're grateful to have on the coach, Jeff Mullen, with National Press. He's going to be breaking it down in big fashion on Sunday, 9 to 5, Nation Ford. We'll be there. You had to get the invite to get there, and a lot of guys did. Over 200 was the number, if I'm not mistaken, Coach Mullen. Talk to us about the, the class as far as what was the cap there, 225, 215, was it? Well, we want we didn't want to get any more than 30 per position times seven positions. That's 210 kids. It's all right. based upon the uh, number of iPads that we've purchased. We purchased 40 iPads per event. Uh, we've um, uh, we've paid for a film crew of 15 people, you know, to run those iPads, and we've broken down the day in ways so that if the kids, you know, an offensive lineman, 30 O-lineman, we can break it down in a way where we can get every O-lineman filmed in a drill. So um, a lot of math went, went into this. Um, we had to close down registration about a month before kickoff because we needed to send that registration list into a company called Sports Board who builds an app creates the 210 individual player lockers that, that each kid now has his name on. Um, they build it into an app and send it to us. We download it to these iPads, and it gives us a really efficient way to, to get this, this process done. And my company, they front, you know, they flipped the bill. They invested in, in this type of software. Um, the college coaches have not seen the class of 2022 on the hoof in over a year. 
They have never seen the class of 23 or 24, and we believe we have uh, the best 200 players in the state of South Carolina in the in those three classes coming on Sunday that we'll be able to get those kids in front of the colleges. Our, our mission, really, if the college coach can't get to the kid, let's take the kid to the college coach. And, and so uh, re- really proud to be a part of this, and I know it's going to help these young men. Man, it's like a vision between the two of us coming together as one. That's that's our thing. The whole thing. If they can't, you know, they can't get to our kids. We try to take our kids to them on the vocal side of things. You guys doing it on all different levels, of course. As we're hanging out right now at the Coach Pitch Practice, by the way, is where Coach Jeff Mullen is coming to us live from. We need to get some updates from the young men and women over there. But uh, of course, he'll be doing it big on Sunday. That's April the 11th at Nation Four High School with. National preps. Now, Power Five there, uh, again, part of the many conferences, like you said, that you guys will be relaying this information to. But I see the CAA on this list. I see the Ivy schools, the American Conference, SOCON. You know, to me, Coach, that, that's huge because, as you know, like everybody else and probably more than all of us, is that these bigger schools are, are pretty packed up. It's, again, we mentioned Myrtle Beach in the summertime. That's kind of what these campuses are. So, but you guys. You're opening the opportunity for everybody across the country, campus-wide, to see what we have here in our state and what fits best on their campuses. Yeah, I think that's the, you know, the whole key behind, you know, our company, you know, and the term national in front of preps is, is legit. We have 15 scouts across the country. We have four in California, two in Texas. Uh, we've got a guy that lives in Miami, Atlanta, D.C., Chicago, um, Virginia, I, I cover the Carolinas, et cetera. We're all ex-college ball coaches. We've all recruited and evaluated talent for a living, and we've all, you know, recruited the states that we now cover in our past. And so we have relationships with the high school coaches. So w- w- when they see us coming, they know that we're paid by colleges. We're not here to hustle a high school program for a dollar. We're not a recruiting service. We're, we're genuinely a scouting service. The NCAA does not allow schools like Clemson and Alabama and Oregon to have a scouting department. Their, their position coaches have to handle that role by NCAA rule. When there's no pandemic, the college coach is only allowed to, to leave his campus three months out of the 12 in a calendar year. Um, in those three months, he's restricted by the ability of bumping or talking to juniors and sophomores and freshmen. Um, so even even when there is no pandemic and the coaches are allowed out, our, our company has done really well helping those guys bridge the gap with information and evaluation and contact stuff and all that, you know, that, that you know, that, that goes on in the process. So, um, love being a part of that. We have, like I said, you know, 270 plus, nearly 300 colleges that, that you know, pay for our service. Um, you, you name it from, you know, Oregon to Syracuse to Florida State and, and, and every college in between at the Power Five level. But we also have a number of Group Five schools, you know, the, the Akron's, the Kent's, uh, Kent State, the Ohio Universities, you know, the App States and Charlotte's and you know, those type of schools, Georgia Southern, Georgia State, um, you know, Florida International, all those type of schools are also uh, using our data. A number of FCS schools, the Elons and Western Carolinas and Wofford's. We have every Ivy League school. Um, we have all three academies. Um, we've got, you know, those Power Five smart schools like Wake, Duke, Northwestern, Vanderbilt. 
So we can really service a lot of different uh, skill levels in, in a lot of different colleges. And uh, so we're happy and proud to be a part of that process. No doubt we're proud to be a part of watching what you guys are getting ready to put together on Sunday. As in baseball terminology, Coach uh, Mullen, they say touch them all. And I think you guys did that, hit a grand slam by just the, the preliminary part. The hardest part is doing what you guys have already done, right? I mean, the easy part is getting in there on Sunday and, and letting them go to work because this is what they do, right? We always say it's like that coaches. And, again, you've coached uh, in many levels. So this is uh, nothing new to you when it comes down to putting together the format. So can you tell us a little bit about the format? What's it look like? Uh, what do they expect to do? The format, you know, different type of speed drills, jumping and, and all that kind of stuff, coach. Yeah, absolutely. No, this, this is the NFL combine. This is, this is the, you know, college coaches, they watch game tape for the one-on-one type stuff. And I, I think we've kind of missed the mark on that at a lot of these one day camps that I see. There's a lot of, you know, quote unquote juice going around when we when we have the O line and the D line pushing each other around with no pads and you know a corner pressing a wide receiver with no pads and and really nobody's looking at that. When when a college coach is going to evaluate toughness and the ability to play the game, they're going to look at the Friday night film. They're going to look at the tape with you know to see that kind of stuff. So you know we liken it to the NFL combine that, that goes on every year in Indianapolis. You don't see those guys doing one-on-one drills, right? So, you know, we have to capture all the testing. We've got to get the height, the weight. We've got to get the uh, width of the, you know, the arm span, that length. We've, we've got to get functional movement skills and drill work. We've got to get flexibility. We're going to do some Saigon squats and some other things that we're going to get on tape for, you know, to kind of show kids flexibility, um, and, and we're simply going to do hours of drill work. And, and all the drills were given to us from our college clients, some mm-hmm. things they wanted to see. You know, we talked to a number of Power 5 coaches that said, I really wanted my running backs to be doing these type of drills, you know, the wideouts, these kind of drills, those types of things. And, uh, you know, so we kind of put it all together in, in, that, in that format. And the key for us is, is really the film. You know, we're going to – if we got to stop a drill because a filmer missed the front end of a rep, we're going to stop the drill and do it again. Because our, our goal is to get film on every one of these kids um, doing the things that they do, position-specific, along with all their measurables and testing, you know, the laser 40 and the broad jump and all those types of things, and get it on a video clip that we can send, like I said, to Oregon and Syracuse and Florida State and every school in between. Because that's what they're missing in this process. The pandemic has killed those guys of seeing what they use as a term called verified camp measurements. And uh, so happy to provide that for the kids in South Carolina. Yeah, we're happy to have you here, and we're excited about Sunday. It's Christmas, by the way, for us here at Southern Sports Central. It's going to happen April 11th from 9 to 5, where 210 of the hand-selected best athletes in the state of South Carolina by their coaches. And, of course, uh, Coach Jeff Mullen and all those over at National Preps, we already thank you for all the work that you guys have done, and we'll thank you a thousand times on Sunday when we see you guys, and hopefully we'll interview you as well. I know you're going to be busy, but, but again, we look forward to ch- catching up with you guys over there on the campus of Nation Ford High School. Now, let me ask you this, uh, Coach. You've been around a long time. You've seen a lot of camps come and go, and because of COVID, a lot of these pop-up camps have shown up. Now, I get this question all the time when it comes down to it, Coach Mullen, is, is this a good camp? Should we go to this camp? Now, on your behalf, uh, 
give some parents advice because every day it seems like their inbox, there's an invite to some camp down the street or around the corner that they got to pay X, Y, Z amount of money. What advice would you give a parent right now when it comes to getting their kids noticed? Well, it, the hardest part is um, the, the college coach because that's the number one rule. If you're going to go to a camp, I would say you need to have a college coach present. The NCAA doesn't allow college coaches to be present at uh, privately owned camps and clinics. Um, and that's what you're seeing a lot of things popping up. Now, I have seen a lot of creativity in some of these camps where they're streaming the video live. Um, you know, they're doing things like that. You know, they're compiling height, weights, and 40s and, and, and making sure that that information is disseminated to the colleges. And so I can't speak intelligently on each camp on which one's good or bad because I don't know internally what they're doing. But the bottom line is if you're going to go to a camp thinking you're being recruited, the key is, is a college coach evaluating this performance? You know, whatever that looks like in today's new world. You know, for us, it's it's purchasing 40 iPads, a film crew, and a software location that will allow us to, to send it to these colleges. Um, you know, other than that, that, that's really the bottom line. Will my performance get seen? If not, then this camp can be good for you for competition, can be good for you in terms of uh, getting better at your craft, all those type of things. But you just got to know that it's not going to help you at all in the recruiting process if a college coach, the decision maker, is absolutely, you know, actually not going to see it. Love the advice that coaches uh, can uh, giving you the update, letting you know which way to go, because you're exactly right, Coach Mullen. Some of these things were popping up at a rapid pace this past summer, and we were very blessed to have the opportunity, like we will with you guys Sunday, to watch and be a part of a lot of what was happening. Now, is there any type of certain rules that these young men need to understand as they come in here? Because I know during a, a, a what we saw last year with the COVID rules where they had to bring their own water bottles and things like that, is there any type of things that they're going to be doing that's going to be a little different than it would be had we not had this pandemic? <laughs> Um, not so much. I mean, a lot of these kids have been going to some of these camps and, and, you know, all the, you know, similar things will apply. And we, we've, you know, my company's done a great job of sending out emails all week long in, in preparation for, you know, the things that they need to expect and bring. But, you know, clearly we can't have a community water trough where they, they need to bring their own water bottles. Um, you know, we're going to ask them to mask up when we're registering and when they're participating, it is their choice. Of course, you know our staff will all be masked up. We're gonna we're gonna make sure that we use the entire field for um, offense only, and defense will be on another field, and then we'll flip it so we'll keep them socially distanced. You know, just all those types of things. I think it's still wise to be smart in this moment that we, you know, try and keep the space and, and make sure we're masked up when when we can, and you know, limit the uh, the amount of uh, community spread op items that you have. I love everything that we're dealing with here tonight as we're learning from Coach Jeff Mullen. He's with National Preps. These guys have been putting together some great camps. And, of course, uh, you can follow them there on their national uh, Twitter page where you're seeing them go all over the country, right? They've already been in other places with great success stories, uh, Coach Mullen, that I've gotten a chance to see. I mean, you guys are in major cities, right? I mean, doing this at major levels. I know, you know, the state of North Carolina is right behind us after we do ours here coming up this Sunday. Uh, I believe you guys were down in Florida, out on the West Coast doing things. 
Can you tell us a little bit of some of the, uh, give us some positive testimonies of some good things that you guys have already seen come out of a camp like we'll be a part of on Sunday? Well, honestly, I, I don't know of any positive testimonials yet. So the pandemic show, you know, shined a really bright light on me. Um, you know, the college coaches, it, you know, spoke and we listened. They needed verified camp video. We realized that they weren't going to have that. And, and although I do think this summer that they're going to be able to have some kids on a limited capacity, um, you know, can't get to 300 one-day camps in a summertime, right? He's going to have to pick two or three at most. So, so my company had the vision of uh, let's bring these camps to the colleges. In response to your question, this is the first year we've done it. We've had a number of them out west, and, and clearly we don't, you know, we, I don't deal with those guys. They're all, you know, kind of doing their own thing under the umbrella of national preps and doing a hell of a job. You, you know what I mean? I just, but I can't speak intelligently on how those camps have gone. Um, this is the first one that I'm going to be a part of here on the East Coast on Sunday. So fingers crossed it goes well. We've, I can tell you we've put in hours and hours and hours of work to streamline this thing to make sure that it's run efficiently, you know, from the number of check-in lines during registration, uh, you know, to the last whistle. Um, I, I feel really confident about the people that we've hired. We've hired 15 high school coaches. Uh, nine of them are head coaches uh, right there in York County. They're all going to help us out. Um, we've got 10 performance coaches from some of the elite performance groups uh, in Charlotte and, and in, in that area, they're going to help run the testing for the laser, fo- you know, timers and all that stuff. And like I said, we hired a film crew. So we've got a lot of personnel, uh, probably as much personnel there as we do campers. And we're going to take good care of these kids. We, you know, one thing I want to make sure every, every participant understands is that we're here to help. Uh, we do not want to hurt the kid in any way. Um, you know, if he's pulled a hamstring and it's not 100%, we do not want him, you know, to go through a drill. Uh, bad video is worse than no video. But uh, I feel good about the kids that are coming. I think they're healthy and ready to go. And I feel like we'll have a lot of positive testimonials coming out of this one. No doubt about it. We're going to be there. Can't wait. Again, the date is this Sunday, April the 11th, 9 to 5, 9 to 5. And, of course, Nation Ford High School, you heard the amount of coaches that are going to be there. We do have, without a doubt, the best coaches in the country. And he'll have 210 of our best bowlers in the country. And, of course, it's all being headed up right here by the one and only Coach Jeff Mullen with National Preps here as he's uh, kind of giving us all the ins and outs here tonight. Again, can't wait, Coach. It's going to be a great day. It's going to be a long day, but it's a day that we have all anticipated. And then before you guys even kick this thing off on Sunday, again, I just I appreciate you more than I could ever tell you, not only for what you're doing in our state, but you cover, excuse me, cover North Carolina and Tennessee. So you're doing a great job, and you're doing an incredible thing for so many young athletes. Without guys like you, they'd never get the chance to be seen. College guys, I appreciate the kind words, but, you know, having coached at that level for 27 years, they do a phenomenal job. They really do. But, again, only having three months where they can actually leave the house and go visit kids, you really need help. And I am excited to be a part of that process of of just simply helping. Um, And uh, really grateful that, you know, National Preps, A, exists, and B, thought enough of me to hire me and, and uh, we've been doing it now for about three years, uh, post uh, coaching career, and absolutely love it. And 
it, it is fun. I do feel like we get to help more kids than, than we did when we were, you know, coaching at Wake Forest or West Virginia or UNC Charlotte, and you'd sign one or two kids a year. Clearly you helped them. But, you know, you know, in this line of work, you get to help hundreds of kids a year, and that's a lot of fun. It's a lot of fun. This was a lot of fun, and I want to thank you again for taking time away from your your daddy duties from the ballpark. He comes to us live from the post, the kids, uh, was it uh, coach pitch? That's what it's called. <laughs> I remember those days so well, Coach Mullen. God bless you and that team. And I can't wait to hear the stories on Sunday. But uh, until next time, we appreciate you uh, coming in here, and we'll see you Sunday. Yeah, I appreciate you guys. Thanks for the time. Always a pleasure. Ladies and gentlemen, the one, the only, and he is going to be running the show coming in here on Sunday. Again, this Sunday, it is 9 to 5, like the work hours, like the TV show, of course, over there at Nation Ford High School, April the 11th, 210 of the best ballers selected by their coaches here in the state of South Carolina. We'll be doing it big. We'll be live over there. Of course, uh, we'll get you the information. We'll first uh, try to pull – Coach Mullen away during some of the day and interview him. We'll interview as many of the 210 kids as we can as they get done with this NFL-style combine, right? They're doing all the things that you see on the NFL combine. They're doing it right there, right there at the campus at Nation Ford. I'm ecstatic about the opportunity. He did a great job giving you all the information that you needed, not only for the campers that are coming, but for those who keep asking us the question, should we go to this camp? What do we look for in this camp? And, again, I think the biggest thing that I heard, and I did, and, again, I get you ballers want to do seven on sevens. I understand that. But the one thing that I thought some of the camps that we might have went to that, that, that I enjoyed, the ones that, that focused on the NFL style of a combine, watching what they could bring other than – playing against one-on-one, right? Seeing some of their abilities, all the other things that are mixed in there. And again, we'll be bringing you some live video. We'll bring you, of course, a live broadcast. Eugene and I hit the road early Sunday morning to, of course, uh, the big bright lights, of course, of uh, Nation Ford. And we cannot wait to bring you all the action. We're going to take a break and on the on, because again, he said 27 years of coaching. He did some of that at, by God, West Virginia. So we'll send you out of hour two with a little touch of West Virginia here on the show. Again, Coach Jeff Mullen, thank you in advance, but thank you for tonight and being a part of our show and all those at National Press. Can't wait to see you guys here in just a few days, guys. A quick break, top of hour three, and we're not done yet. Ben Lippin's on the board. We're stopping there next, guys. Don't go anywhere. Virginia, the Blue Ridge Mountains, Shenandoah River. Life is old, older than the trees, younger than the mountains, growing like a breeze. Country roads take me home to the place. All my memories They gather around her A miner's lady 
in the studio. Stephen Cagle, welcome, Coach, to our Thursday Night Madness. Hey, how are you doing? We're great, Coach. First of all, we, we want to apologize for last Thursday. Uh, we're, our, we're, we're picked up out of the West Coast. They must have had some bad weather, so we had to move you to this Thursday, which it worked out, but we appreciate your, your opportunity to get in here with us tonight. Thank you so much for having me. Well, Coach, uh, I had a chance. Uh, they're saying there's, I had a chance to be on your campus last summer during this craziness that we don't like to use that dirty C word on this, uh, on this network. But uh, that was where, of course, uh, I can't work with the great guys from Infinity, and they did a camp over there. I don't know if you were around uh, the area back then, but, man, what a, what a great facility. You guys have a five-star track, by the way. I, I do know that, and, and yeah. I take a lot of pride in that. But uh, the field, the facility, man, what, what a great place that you guys get to call home Friday nights. Yeah, it's a it's a really cool experience. I was actually I have uh my family's been uh coaching in the Midlands for the last thirty thirty years. Um and uh so I had never been to a Ben Lippin game. 
and uh, actually got a chance. I, I was the OC and assistant head coach last year at White Knoll, and actually went to a White Knoll, the, the the Ben Lip and Hammond game because our wrestling coach at White Knoll, his his brother is Eric Kimry, who's now at USC. Mm-hmm. I stood on Hammond's sideline, and little did I know uh, God would bring me to Ben Lip in the next year. And it was, I mean, if you've never been on a Friday night to a Ben Lip football game, I mean, it. I mean, someone described it to me as Mayberry. It's a all the kids are running around the track. I mean, their families up there tailgating. It is a really, really cool atmosphere, a really cool experience. It is, and it's a great campus. I mean, it really is a great campus. Mm-hmm. And just the dynamics of it, Coach, uh, really, I think, uh, tells a lot of stories and testimonies. Now, again, you know, you mentioned your, your history. So, so let's get a chance to know, before we talk some football over there at the campus of Ben Lippin, let, let's find out who is the real Coach Stephen Cagle. Tell us, uh, grew up there, I, I would imagine you mentioned there in Columbia, or at least in the state of South Carolina. Yeah. So, uh, my dad is the real, is the real coach Cagle. He, uh, he's been coaching. He came to Lexington high school, um, by way of Cass high school in Cartersville, Georgia in uh, 1996. I was about three years old and, uh, he took a defense coordinator job under Jimmy Satterfield and, um, went on and was the head coach at White Knoll and went to AC floor. And I played at AC floor and graduated from AC floor and got to play under coach Chadwell at uh, Charlton Southern. Um, and then came back a guy who my dad had hired when he was the head coach at White Knoll, Dean Howell, who had been my head coach at AC Flora, got the, was the head coach at White Knoll, and it came full circle. And I got to be the quarterback coach for the, my first year, and then was the OC uh, uh, for the last three years at White Knoll. Um, so, you know, I've, I've been super blessed to be around some amazing coaches, and uh, you know, I've always been told that who you're around is usually what you become. And I've always mm. been around some amazing men and coaches, and seems like that's what the Lord has called me to to do as well. No doubt. He didn't even have to leave his home to be around greatness. As he mentioned, of course, uh, the Kegel name, a very big name here in our state of uh, football and just in coaching in general here in uh, South Carolina. We're here with Coach Stephen Kegel. He is the head football coach over at Ben Limpin. Now, Coach, you played in college for a guy that, well, quite frankly, lit it up this year. Did some great things nationally. Yeah. But we all knew that. I'm here in Charleston. You're there, of course, uh, spent some time down here in Charleston Southern playing for him. Have you had a chance, and do you uh, take it off then, to reach out to him and talk coaching uh, when it comes down to so, where you are now, to, of course, back in your day of playing for him? For sure. So uh, I was really blessed. I went to a church at Charleston Southern on campus. Um, I, I met a girl who was a senior my freshman year, and, uh, you know, I don't know if she was born blind, but I, I tricked her into marrying me, and uh, her brother-in-law was close friends with Coach Chadwell and Coach Cardinia, and Coach Chadwell was actually my position coach. So um, the week before he was named the head coach at Coastal, he was at my father's, my uh, my father-in-law's 60th, 60th birthday party. I mean, um, so I got I know Coach Chadwell way beyond football, and um, we talk, you know, maybe once a month, once every two months, shoot him a text. All those coaches at Coastal were with me at Charleston Southern, and um, it's always great. Uh, to talk to those guys, they just have such a passion for coaching and a passion for life. And they just really enjoy being around each other. And it's infectious. And I think people saw that this year. I mean, it's what made it successful at Charlton Southern. And that's why they're being successful now. I mean, I mean, they just have a group of guys that really love each other. And uh, when you can enjoy what you're doing, it really makes it easy uh, to find success. I think. No doubt. Loving what he's doing right now. Of course, he, of course, uh, to God be the glory. Ben, Lippin Athletics is the header there on his Twitter account. Of course, he uh, says 
says it in the fine line descriptions, follower of Jesus, a husband, a father, a head football coach over Ben Limpin, and climb the mountain. Coach, talk to me about this mountain climbing. Uh, what's the backdrop there of uh, the hashtag that you guys are, are using? Yeah. So Ben Lippin uh, means mountain of trust is literally what it means. Um, and so, you know, and I think about, I was just, you know, I've been reading, reading the word uh, for daily for years now. Um, and I'm thankful for my parents and all the people that poured into me for that. But think about all these mountaintop experiences that people have um, with Jesus. And, uh, and, you know, I've gone through these 3D coachings. We have people in place. We have a, a director of coaching development at Ben Lippin, um, who, who Bailey Harris, who was the head basketball coach at Lexington for all these years. So he, he goes through training with us. And, you know, climb the mountain is really about embracing the process and, and never being satisfied, really. Um, you know, I really believe that if we fix our eyes on Jesus, we will become more and more like him as we walk closer and closer to him. But what's cool and what's scary about the light is as you get closer to a light, if you get closer to a mirror, you start to see the blemishes on your face even more. And the closer I get to know Jesus, the more screwed up I realize I am and how much more I need him. But that doesn't stop me from still reaching out to him and still growing closer to him. And climbing the mountain, that's basically what that means. As we, as we fix our eyes on Jesus, we want to surround ourselves that are, with people that are doing the same thing, that are climbing that mountain, that we're building that trust with. Um, and so when we say climb the mountain, that's a daily decision to just pursue greatness, to pursue excellence, and hopefully to pursue Jesus. I love it. We're learning a lot here, having a little bit of church on a Thursday night for the second time here <laughs> in hour number three. I didn't love know, it, Coach. Didn't know again. what you bargained for. Didn't know but I'm going to tell you, for. hey, look. Look here, I don't wear a watch on my right wrist any longer. I haven't worn one in a couple of years. I do have this little bracelet that says pray first. So anytime I want to know what time it is, I look to my right wrist, man, and I always know it's the right time to do the best thing and make that best next decision. That's, right. That's usually to, to thank him for what we have again because he's the true power of, uh, of what we do here Amen. on Southern Sports Central. So I'll never stop you from talking about the big man because without him, none of this is even a conversation. Hey. Now, Coach, You've surrounded yourself with other great guys. I see uh, Mr. Corey Helms uh, on your Twitter page. I see some other great coaches around you. Now, again, yeah. iron shots from iron. That's biblical, we know. But tell me a little bit about how it seems like you've done a great job not only embracing your coaches, but other coaches that are around your circle or at least around your community. Yeah. So, uh, I, you know, just growing up around coaches and being around coaches and just I'm a, I'm a relational person. I talk to everyone and um, that's just who I am. And so uh, I know a bunch of young coaches in the area and, you know, they were like, Hey, we need to get together and talk ball. And, you know, obviously we run a very similar offense to what coach Shadwell does. And so everyone right now is clamoring to get, Hey, what do they do? Well, they run a very old offense without a triple option. I mean, just out of the uh, spread now. Uh, and, uh, but all these guys were like, Hey, let's talk ball. Let's talk ball. And I said, well, knowing me, um, I won't prepare something. I'll just go and talk and, and shoot the breeze if I don't make it official and talk to a couple guys like Corey and a guy named Sean Coffey who's at Gilbert. And I said, uh, I said, Hey, let's just make a clinic. And even if it's just the guys that who are presenting show up, at least they'll have something now that when they go and be a head coach or they get, they go be applied to be a head coach or an OC or a DC or an AD or whatever, they'll have something that they can already present on to people where the stakes don't matter. And they'll get honest feedback from us where we'll ask questions. We'll say, Hey, you could add this or, man, I really like that. I'm going to take that and use it for me, you know? And so that's what this whole young guns, you know, 
think it got a stigma because we named it Young Guns, but it really is just about uh, creating opportunities for people to network, creating opportunities for people to learn from each other, and then creating opportunities just to develop relationships. I'm going through a process of hiring coaches that I've never been through before. And thankfully, um, I have a bunch of men that I look up to, like Coach Curtis at AC Floor and Coach Howell, who's now at Northside, my dad at Gilbert. I just got a bunch of men who who I can trust to, to steer me in the right direction. Not everyone has that when they become a head coach. And so if we can start developing relationships with people, so, hey, I need to know line coach. You know, we have a form. Well, everyone who's been at one of these things that I've met, here's his email, here's, here's his phone number, that I can reach out to people. And you never know when uh, you, you have the opportunity to bless someone or you need someone to bless you, you know. You just never know. So trying to uh, connect and develop and learn uh, from other young coaches. And now we have people from all ages come, but uh, we just want to use young, the platform that we have to, to prepare young people for the future. I love it. We're preparing our athletes and our listeners here tonight as we've got, of course, one of the great young coaches coming in here, Coach Stephen Cagle. Of course, he's the head coach of Ben Lippin. Excited to have him in here to talk about all the exciting things. Now, Coach, knowing your background, listening to you, of course, getting to read up on you, you know, you learn so much about each other now on social media. Have you had the chance to watch the movie Facing the Giants? Uh, you know, and I know that's a big <laughs> spiritual football movie where they do the crab crawl and the trust and all that. You know, you know, growing up as a coach's son, it's kind of cra- – I have watched that movie. Growing up as a coach's son, you know, there's this scene in that movie where they give the head coach a truck. And, uh, <laughs> my dad always says, well, I've been a head coach for eight years. Well, I've never gotten a new truck, you know. Like, I've got great yeah. relationships with my players. I've never gotten a new truck. And uh, that's, every time I think of that movie, it's got some great spiritual truths in it. But uh, sure. I always think I always think about that, <laughs> my dad saying uh, – Hey, I've never gotten a truck. We're like, well, what's the deal? You know, uh, I'm honoring Jesus. I want a, I want a truck too. Like, uh, kind of thing. This is a joke, you know. So, uh, I oh, have yeah. seen that movie. It's, it is a cool movie. I'm more of a, I'm a Remember the Titans guy. Uh, oh, Eugene, my, uh, you heard what he just said. Eugene, I tell you, that's my favorite movie of all time. Because tell us, oh, tell man, why oh, you man. like this movie, Coach. <laughs> Oh man, the chills I get watching. It don't matter when I watch it. I, I get chills watching right. that movie. Just you know, what's so cool about Jesus is that it tra- he transcends culture. That's what's so cool about football, and that's what Remember the Titans shows, is that football mm-hmm. transcends culture. It doesn't matter where you come from. doesn't matter how much money you have. When you're in between those white lines, when you're, you're brothers, and, and the, the sweat, the work doesn't, doesn't matter how, what, what you look like, the sweat doesn't care how much money you have, or if you have your mom or dad, mm-hmm. or if you stay with your grandparents, it doesn't matter. And that's what Remember the Titans is really about, and I, you know, just some of my memories, we, uh, my mom would let me get checked out of elementary school on Fridays and I'd go up to White Knoll High School and I'd play dodgeball for a period. I'd eat lunch with the football players and then we watched Remember the Titans every day, every Friday during fourth block. And I'll never forget those times. Um, mm. watch it. You know, I thought I was, you know, I was the happiest kid in the world, third, fourth, fifth grade watching Remember the Titans with a bunch of varsity football players. I mean, those are some of the Man. most fond memories of my life. And so, Every time that movie's on TV, I stop, and every time I get a chance to watch it, it gives, takes me back, gives me chills, makes you want to run through a wall. So, take no 23 blocks with a backside George reverse, like your life depended on it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. There's so many parts of that movie that, that you know, it, it just seems like we, even today, still deal with a lot of stuff that's in that movie, right? And I know some of it, it broke yeah. my heart when I found out not all of it was 
some of it was made for TV. Okay, fine, that's whatever. Yeah. But Eugene sure. will tell you that that I I do, and he'll he'll call me. We're talking we're talking something about the radio show, and and I'm like, all right, dude, I got to go. He goes, well, somebody's at the house. And now remember, the Titans is coming on. He goes, you just watched it the other day. I said, no, and it's back on. I got to get a pizza ordered in, and I got to go. I got things to do. But to me, it's Amen. it shows so much of brotherhood. I mean, you know, when, when yep. this kid kicked his best friend off the team because he wasn't part of the team, he was more of the I guy, not the yep. team guy. Those are the things. Matter of fact, I'm, you, you see the guy that when he finally gets in there, uh, and I can't remember what was the real big dude's name, and he came in and he just wanted to hit somebody. He's wanted to play football, and he got into college. Oh, Larry uh, Bass. You know, Larry Bass. Yeah. I'm eligible, right. coach. And, well, sorry, son, I'm uh, already married. Yeah. Yeah, and you you see what he's doing on social media. This dude has dropped like a whole 300 pounds, and he's like a a bodybuilder now, or at least some type of a a fitness guy. So it's cool to watch that guy, and you talk about the quarterback, Sunshine. You know, his kid actually was the starting quarterback over at North Myrtle Beach High School. You know, and that's got a touch to us Mm -hmm. because he he went to South Carolina. So, yeah, it's just interesting there to to, to hear – how, you know, you coaches, again, again, we always ask that question when it comes down to uh, all the ins and outs of, of what motivates a coach, right? Because you guys are yeah. players, former athletes. Sure. You know, there's certain things that make you guys sick as well. You know, yeah. one of the things I know Eugene was, was questioning about you guys, um, and, and Eugene, I'll let you kind of chime in here because I know you wanted to ask him about, you know, being scout-driven and the ratings and all of that. I mean, do you guys pay a lot of attention to some of that when it comes to your players? I know the stars are big to some, but – for a guy like me, I, I, I yeah. just say, hey, go out there and do what you do and let it take care of itself. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm a, you know, I think that goes back to our climb the mountain thing. But something that I right. got from Coach Chadwell that we're going to do at our program is uh, we're going to talk about why you do what you do uh, a lot. We're going to ask our kids why a lot. Why do you want to play football? Why do you want to be a part of a team? Because mm. if we can identify the kids why, then we can identify what motivates them. We can identify what what drives them not only will this help us coach them in football and help motivate them and all this stuff in football but it'll help us identify maybe what they want to do for the rest of their lives because not you know it's very small numbers who get to play college football it's very even smaller numbers who get to go to the nfl but if we can identify why you do what you do at an early age then we can start pointing you in a direction that it will guide you for the rest of your life um if we can start identifying kids passions and and really i think you know uh I think the the rating systems are awesome and great, and that's all fine and dandy. But if you're doing that, that's an extrinsic motivation. You're never going to be the player that you could be if you're only extrinsically motivated. We have to get to the root of why do you do what you do. And if we can't get that, then we're not doing our job as a coach because I'm not really going to know who you are. And if I don't really know who you are, then I can't coach you well because coaching is about building relationships with kids. It doesn't matter if it's football, basketball, baseball. If I don't know you and you don't know me, then there's no reason you should listen to me. It doesn't matter how many state championship rings I have. It doesn't matter my accolades or anything. If you don't know me, I'm not going to listen. Like, that's just how it is. And I think we're seeing that more and more with kids. These days I hear a lot of people complain about, you know, these kids are different or this or that. And I I really don't think, you know, technology has changed, but the heart of who people are has not changed that much. What has changed is, you know, we're in a microwave culture, and it takes time to get to know people. I tweeted that out today. I saw an Inky Johnson tweet, and, it's, you know, it takes time to get to know people. 
But knowing people is the only way to learn. It's the only way to coach, and it's the only way to get better. It's through relationships. And so I'm, I'm yeah. also, I love the rating stuff. We have a young guy on our staff who's, man, he's social media guru, all this stuff, and um, I think it's a reality of what you have to do nowadays. But man, if I could sit there and have a conversation with a kid or five kids or our team, man, I'd give up Twitter for a month just to talk to our kids every day. You know, I, you know, and my wife would say, you can't get off Twitter, but <laughs> I would I, I, because, you know, my, you know, my wife keeps me grounded for sure. But, uh, uh, I, um, man, it's about finding out why they're doing what they're doing. This is, uh, Eugene coach. Uh, that was a great segue. You brought back in your wife here. Uh, you know, where I was watching, remember the Titans with my girlfriend recently and, uh, She's a huge football fan. She she went to Clemson, big Clemson fan, uh, you know, and, and there was a scene that came up, and, and maybe, you you know, being a, college, uh, a high school coach, and, you know, you can you can diagnose talent when someone's a liability. Have you convinced her yet that Jake Gyllenhaal is a liability in coverage? <laughs> oh, man. Hey, he is a complete liability. He is great at building houses. Uh, I've seen the notebook, and he, you know, he, he he transforms his body, but he needed it in Remember the Titans. Man, but that's exactly what we're talking about. He gave up his spot to Petey. And, the, and the, he said, if we're not going to lose on my account, and gives and gives up his – he's got terrible dance moves in that in that movie. He, I think he, all these romance movies Ryan Gosling has done is literally just to redeem himself from Remember the Titans. Uh, I, I'm, I guarantee you that's a revenge body tour. Crazy Stupid Love and The Notebook and all this – these rom-coms that he does now, it's a revenge tour for Remember the Titans because he got humiliated in that movie. Yeah, every time we watch it, you know, I always bring it up, and I say, if you want me, I'll just call Ricky, and he can explain it to you, you know, because she brings up the notebook and this, that. And I, I still yet to see that movie, but, you know, every time I do get a oh, chance man. to take a dig, when, when I see her staring at the TV screen, I say, well, you know, he wasn't very good on the football field. You know, he, he might be able to, uh, you know, hang in these <laughs> romantical movies, but – I said, when it comes to football, yeah. you know, the guy got benched, so or benched hey. himself. So I just wanted to, I wanted to poke at that since you said that uh, she must have been blind when she chose you. Because every time I catch Jen <laughs> staring at the TV at this guy, I just remind her he wasn't very good at football. Oh man, oh man, I, I'm thankful. You know, I don't know. I tricked her long enough for her for her to marry me. I definitely outpunted my coverage. I, you know, actually, a, a coach, a coachism I've I heard before, and this is about college coaches, not so much about high school. I I was told this by a coach, uh, I can't say his name, but uh, he said that he worked for a coach who would never, he would never hire a coach who he looked better than his wife, because that means the guy's not a good recruiter. <laughs> and uh, and I and I actually uh, I'm glad, and I think about that every time now. I I look at my wife, not every time, but when I look at my wife, I'm like. Golly, you know, I wouldn't say I'm a great recruiter, but Jesus, is, he definitely had a plan because there's no reason when we walk through the mall, people must think I have money, you know. I mean, uh, it's crazy. Well, get, get him, changing the subject a little bit, getting back to football. Now, Rich and I have covered a, a ton of high school, uh, the high school league, the public school coaches uh, recently, mm-hmm. and, and they were faced with a tough uh, vote that came up uh, about a month and a half ago, and that was the high school league, you know, saying that they could have spring practice. Uh, you yeah, know, for and, sure. And that was something that was taken away. Uh, what does it look like for you guys in the skeezer level, you know, as far as uh, spring practice, you know, kind of getting ready for yep. the summer and, and into the fall? 
Yeah, so the rules are a little different in Skiza. I never thought I would be at a private school, just to be just to be honest with you. My dad's never been at one, and I just, you know, ever since I was little, I wanted to be my dad. And um, luckily, uh, the Lord told me, hey, you don't have to be him. But I take a lot of stuff from him. And Skiza, the rules are a little different. We can only have 10 practices. In, in high school, you can usually have 15. And um, and Skiza, it's a lot more regimented. We can only have two full pad practices. We're not technically allowed to have a spring game. Um, there's, there's just way more, way less practices. And over the summer, the same thing, I was actually telling the coach this today, actually, and, and over the summer in the high school league in the past, before the, you know, the word that y'all don't say in this program, um, you could practice over the summer at high school league school. So, you know, a lot of teams, what they would do is they'd run for an hour, lift for an hour and practice for an hour or, or however you want to distribute that time, whatever. Well, at Skiza, you can't. You can only have twelve practices all summer, and those seven and sevens are included in that. Um, mm-hmm. But what you're allowed to do in Skiza that you're not allowed to do in public in public schools in South Carolina High School League is do what they call four on ones, which high school league used to have this rule. But if you have one coach, you can have four players out there and basically do an individual period. So we'll be doing four on ones all all summer and spring. We'll do our ten practices. Um, you know, uh, we'll start May 11th and uh, finish up. We'll do May 11th that week, and then the next week, May 11th is the Tuesday. We'll pass out equipment on Monday. We'll do the next week, and then uh, something I got else I got from Coach Chadwell, our last day will be May 24th, which is a Monday. Um, it's actually our last week of school with Ben Lippin. Uh, I'm finishing out my contract at White Knoll. I've got to go dang until tw- June 12th. Uh, and uh, anyways, what we do is on that last day, we film everything. So we'll go out and helmet, and we'll film everything, and then we get to upload it to our kids where they can Hey, if they have a question about a formation, a motion, a play, well, we go out there and we run it through, um, you know, on air with the bags out there and all that stuff. We run run through it so that they can look at it any time over the summer. Uh, and then over the summer we'll do those individual four-on-one practices a whole lot. So trying to utilize good, and be one, efficient with our time. I got one last thing before I turn you back over to Richie. So, uh, you know, I, I told him and I was so brokenhearted last Thursday night because – uh, someone at your school there did a really, really yeah. awesome graphic, you know, and the servers went For down sure. in California and it really killed our show, man. Uh, so, so you guys have, uh, we just had a graphic artist on earlier from Florence. Uh, so you guys have someone like that now? I mean, obviously, yeah, you know, so, you see that and you talked about that as far as it helps the guys look good, feel good, and it really helps with recruiting. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And we have a, so we have a social media coordinator and you know she's going to freak out I, her name's Monty um and she, her her mantra is Monty's always right and uh she she makes all these graphics for us and actually one of our coaches um is that's what he does right now for a business he he does PR for a business so he's actually working closely with her to make all our graphics we have we the stuff at Ben Lippin we have the resources we have I mean it's it's crazy and I'm not talking about money which we you know we have some of that but in terms of the classes, we have an advanced media class where they put out, you know, podcasts where they can put out docu series, and we're we're going to work with that. We have a, you know, Richie was talking about our video board. We have one of the nicest video boards in the state. Hmm. Doesn't matter public schools, skis, or whatever. And if we're not using that, then we're wasting it, um, and we're not being faithful with it. So we're going to use what what's already in place. Our we have a media class. We have a journalism class. It's called the Talent. I think it might be things that are already set up to try to use what resources we have. Um, like we have a student right now who's about to be a senior and keeps blowing up my phone um, who already has his own media company. 
and already makes videos. He's made the highlight video for the last two years as a sophomore or junior. He's like, Coach, I'll be uh, whatever you want me to be at. I'll film everything. I'll edit everything. And so he's, I've hooked him up with our coach who does the PR stuff. And, man, they're, they're spitting out. Our graphics are, are awesome. I mean, it's, it's really, you know, it's going to look like a college program, you know, uh, which is really, really cool. Again, that stuff is not substance, but I think it matters. You know, um, it creates it creates. If we can have success in that, then su- success in one area breeds success in other areas. So that's not substance. We got to perform on the football field, but uh, I think it's an added bonus. You know, it can highlight what we do and what we have and what we're trying to do well here. Yeah, no doubt, Coach. Again, uh, Richie, back here with you again. I, I want to thank you for just being real with us, right? Since you got on the air with us, you were real. You, you of course, uh, gave us your, your backstory all the way to where you are today. And congratulations on this position and, and taking this, uh, this, this talent uh, to the Ben Lippin family. I know they're excited. We, we actually were part of the Junior Bowl, uh, again, over there this past year, yeah. where, of course, uh, us and yeah. uh, the high school blitz put on the Junior Bowl over there. And I got a chance to meet For that sure. young man. I bet you I got a chance to meet him when I was there calling the game. Uh, with one of our own Everett Sands that does the show here with us out of the West Foundation Sports Show on Tuesdays. And, again, like you mentioned, the Jumbotron, just incredibly, incredibly yeah. impressive, all the way from the street to when you sit in the press box, you sit in the stands. I mean, the facilities are great. And you're right. you got to win these kids. They're not who we were, Coach. Let's just be honest. This is a yeah. different group of young men and women, and that's okay. But you know their love language. You know, every girl you dated prior to meeting, you know, Cinderella, that you got a chance to, like you said, convince them area. Yeah. You know, you, you went through <laughs> trials and tribulations, and everybody was different. So everybody's love language is different, right? So so mm-hmm. are these kids. For sure. You know that they've got to have yeah. social media. you got to get up there. they got to have yeah. – in baseball, you got to have a walk-up song. By God, if you don't have a walk-up song, you'll strike out every time. Yeah. Little do they know, it doesn't really do yeah. anything at all, but it sounds good oh, for man. those in the stands. But – the sure. final thing, Coach, what has been the biggest thing for you since you've taken this new role and this new opportunity? And we just want to say thank you, congratulations, and appreciate you letting thank us you so much. be a part of this family going forward. Thanks so much. Uh, the biggest thing for me is just the people. Um, you know, White Knoll will be a special place to me because of the people and the memories. Uh, going back from the time my dad was a head coach, and the people I've met at Ben Lippin are just special people. You know, I think people right. see Ben Lippin and they think private school, money, that is not the most valuable resource that's been lipping. It's the people. The people have been amazing. I just had a daughter three weeks ago, our third child three weeks ago, and they, I mean, people have been lipping are sending me flowers. They're sending me stuff. Like, I've barely met these people. Um, I've probably gotten more more phone calls, you know, just from parents just wanting, wanting to talk, wanting to, you know, saying thank you. I barely know their son for two weeks, and they're saying thank you for having an impact on, on our son. And you know, I think just the people um, there are just so, so amazing and so incredible. And it creates this community and it creates this family, like you said. I, You know, I address all our – every time I send out our football emails, I say Falcon family. You know, I think uh, that's what we're trying what we're trying to create, and I think that's what we have. And so uh, that's been the biggest thing, just how welcome they've not only been to me, but my wife, Alicia, and, and our – our two sons, my son, I have a three-year-old son. He just runs around saying go Falcons all the time. I, you know, I, <laughs> um, when I first accepted the job, some of the ladies like Monty and some of our admissions lady gave us shirts for our sons. Like all my son wears is Ben Lippin stuff. And, you know, I've been here for a couple months and all he wears is Ben Lippin stuff now. Um, so 
So, I mean, it's just been a cool, cool experience to meet these people, and I'm, I'm looking forward to getting to know them more and just becoming more ingrained in this community. I tell you what, we look for you, you being more ingrained into our community here on Southern Sports Central. We're coming that way uh, as soon as everything kind of does what it needs to do. We're gonna, uh, we want a chance to get a chance to shake hands and meet you. But anybody you can send to us, an upcoming senior, right? You want to get these young men uh, some opportunities yeah. to get number one, you know, to get the interview process. Because whether they interview at a combine or they interview for a job, for sure. that's what we like to do here. And then, of course, we like to know the backstory of these cats. What do they eat? When they're yeah. not on the football field, what do they like to do yeah. when the season's off? How they stay in shape to not have to get in shape? All that's important. But again, sure. before I, I miss it, congratulations, boy! I think God is shining on Thank you, brother. You. Coaching job, yeah. baby, man, you got hey. it. You got it going on up there in Columbia. Hey, it's all it's all Jesus, man. It's all Jesus for sure. <laughs> um, well, but, any, but anything I, we can do, let us know. I, I said we have special people. We have some special kids. We have some seniors. We, this group of seniors, I'm really – it's kind of bittersweet, you know. Uh, I'm sad. I'm, I'm so glad that they're our senior group, my first senior group, but I'm sad. These kids are awesome. Oh, yeah. And we have four or five of them who I think could play D2 FCS, and there's some younger kids who I think might play higher than that. So um, – and and then there's uh, <laughs> there's uh, some young kids coming up in, in terms of what we're doing program development-wise. I'd love to talk to you all about that sometime, about all the awesome people coming around to – develop a program i mean it's these kids are amazing you need to come just come to ben lippin and check us out sometime um maybe we'll throw out do a do a live thing on the video board that'd be pretty sweet hey let's do it coach say left we'll make it happen again congratulations <laughs> on all this great fruit that god's putting in your lap and around your home and again for being a part of what we do congratulations on the coaching job and we just can't wait we're going to get to know more of you man so uh Maybe we'll sit in the stadium and watch Remember the Titans. How about that? We put that up there. In the oh, time. man. Big time. Southport <laughs> Big time movie night. Movie night. Yeah. Hey, I'm movie in. Night. That's awesome. Yeah, that works. Let's do it. All right. Coach, God bless you. Night. Enjoy the rest of your night. Yeah. Yeah. Go Falcons. You got it. Guys, look at there. Eugene, you know he was speaking my love language when he mentioned Remember the Titans. We got to break. We're going to break all this up. We're going to recap. All the way from the 6.30, 7 o'clock, 7.30, 8 o'clock, yes. And plus your calls. If you're sitting around and you wanted to talk some sports, maybe it's golf, maybe it's baseball, football, badminton, volleyball, whatever. Just come on in, hang out with us. It's easy. Call the number. It's 1-323-784-9681. No guests for the rest of the 30 minutes of the show left over. Uh, you can come in, talk. If not, Eugene and I will get into some conversations as well. But come on in, call in right now live. The number to call is 1-323-784-9681. want to thank the coach from Ben Lippin. Congratulations all the success for Coach Stephen Cagle having up there in Columbia, the capital city's very own from Ben Lippin High School. Guys, we'll be right back with the rest of the show right after this. The truth can hurt you or the truth can change you. What will truth do to you? I just want to be happy. But if I keep on doing the things that keep on bringing me pain, there's no one else I can blame. If I'm not happy, wasted time, but now I can see the biggest enemy, it was me. So I'm not happy. Cry yourself to sleep. Shout and raise your hands It won't 
York City. If you want to be happy, look at yourself and say, Don't you want to be happy? you know, you have another year to kind of look at it, but, you know, I guess when you know you're home, you're home. 
Yes, sir. Uh, we went up and uh, visited. Obviously, we can't see the coaches or anything, but uh, we went up there, and it just really felt like home. And I think there's a lot of questions with the transfer portal right now with everybody being eligible immediately, and uh, especially with kids getting a, another year of eligibility already that are on staff. Like, for example, Luke at South Carolina, he was a freshman this year, but he'll – athletic like his eligibility he'll be a freshman again technically so he'll really get five years so uh it's it's been really interesting and you know weird process obviously not a normal process for me and all these 2022 kids and probably for the next two or three years I won't get back to normal for recruiting but uh it was a really tough decision you know had to come up quick because you know, once that June first date hits, I mean, it, you don't know whether you'll have a spot or not. So uh, I wanted mm-hmm. to get in my spot, and obviously, I love App State, and it's a great program, great tradition, great fan base, great facilities, great staff, and won a lot of games, and I really felt at home there. No doubt, we're excited for you and your family. I've had a chance to get to know you and mom and dad, and of course, uh, you know, I made that trip up there to watch you guys play in the playoffs, but I've had a chance to spend with you in our junior bowl. I can't wait to watch what you do in the senior games and all that good stuff is of course, we're live right now up on the grand strand with one of the great ballers in the great state of South Carolina, Myrtle Beach's own class of 22, Mr. Ryan Berger. He's committed all, but yet fine, still delivered to app state. And I got to tell you something, Ryan, man, a lot of big names have come out of this place. Have you, have you really looked into some of the history and some of the hall of famers that have, not only are they played in the NFL, here they are coaching in college levels across the country. Yes, sir. I mean, there's been a lot of uh, great players that have come to App State. I think it'll get even, you know, better with current players and everything. And, uh, it, I mean, they've got great tradition. I mean, great. Uh, I know Jafari's uncle, Javari Pearson from Camden, mm-hmm. uh, his uncle played at App State, and he said he was really excited to uh, see me commit to App State. So, I know a lot of former App State people, so uh, and everybody I've talked to love love their college experience. I mean, Boone, I don't think you can really get a better college experience, uh, college football wise, because it feels like a small town and it's a football town, and everybody, you know, it's all in football, and uh, that's really what I was looking for. Small town USA, bringing in the Beach Boy up there on the Grand Strand. He'll go from the beach to the mountains, and he's going to write his chapter in style. I can't wait to watch. Ryan Berger has joined us here uh, to wrap up our show in style here as he's committed to be uh, at that next level. He's going to do it in style over there at App State. Now, Lou Doty, a, a former, of course, Seahawk that's now playing for the Gamecocks, another former Seahawk showed you some love. J.J. Jones now with the Tar Heels. Man, how cool is it to see a lot of these guys reaching back out to you via social media? But I know they personally called you as well. Yes, sir. It's been really cool. I mean, those are two of my best friends. So uh, we hang out a lot and text each other a lot and see each other a lot. So it's been really cool for to see them, uh, you know, really grow up and go off to college. And, uh, and I know JJ's going to be really successful. Luke had a, you know, he's going to be very successful at South Carolina. He can't get a better person. Uh, work ethic for South Carolina. I think fans need to be really uh, excited to see him. I mean, he's a natural, natural-born leader. He has a natural arm, can really run the ball, so he'll be really excited. And then JJ is obviously six-three, you know, two hundred, two hundred five now, and he's a really good route runner, technician, and uh, doesn't drop the football. And uh, he's a great football player, and he'll be great at North Carolina. 
He sounds like a coach already in the makings, guys. Listen to this guy, Ryan Berger. He's a junior. He's a class of 22, so his senior season coming up. Just grab some extra popcorn because I can promise you him and uh, Randall, they, they won't disappoint you guys coming up in this upcoming season. Now, that being said, Sully, heading to the state of North Carolina, what is going on with Myrtle Beach and the state of North Carolina? You got J.J. at North Carolina. You got Sully hanging out at ECU, right? You're going – to App State, so it's kind of a straight line between the three of you. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I think it's, you know, it's really cool. Myrtle Beach is producing so many, you know, college, college, uh, so much college talent, you know, producing at the Division One level. I mean, you don't, you don't, I mean, a lot of schools don't even see a Division One guy for about five or ten years, but we have at least two of them, you know, pretty much every year for the most part, or at least one. So, I mean, it's really cool seeing a lot, bunch of different guys everywhere. I mean, there's older guys, too, Drayton Arnold, uh, Evan Jumper, uh, Austin Randall, who's going to be starting at Coastal, Adam's brother. And uh, there's a bunch of other guys that I know I'm missing. But, uh, you know, Coach Wilson's done a great job. His whole staff's done a great job of, you know, developing great talent. And they, and they can get uh, all of us into college, which is a great which is a great thing for us. No doubt, Coach Mickey Wilson, big-time supporter of our show and doing a great job of putting his ballers at the next level and doing it in style. Not only are you going to play some college football, you're going to get an education while you're there. Tell me a little bit of uh, why, Ryan, you picked or the academic side. Why App State? Why does it fit your future when it comes down to it? Yes, sir. They have a great business school. I'm going to try and major in business. Ultimately, I want to coach in football, but you know, you always need to have a backup plan and business. I haven't decided what I want to major in yet, but I mean, business is pretty broad, so you can do a lot with, uh, you know, business with a business degree. So, uh, I mean, it's always great to know you learn people, communication skills. I mean, it's it's just great to learn for your future. Ryan, I got to be honest with you, big guy, man. You sound like a coach already. You're giving me stats on JJ. <laughs> You're letting me know about Luke. I mean. You know, Sully, well, he drains it for 60. I mean, I, I can hear it in your voice. I can uh, I can tell you this. You're going to be a heck of a football coach, and you're being trained up by some of the best up there on the Grand Strand right there at your high school at Myrtle Beach. Of course, you got a couple of guys at Limestone as well. I, I know heading that way out of that senior class as well that we had a chance to, to get to know this past year at the Senior Bowl. Now, uh, any plans? Now that you've committed and, and you know your future, you know, of course, uh, you're going to be playing your final high school days over at Myrtle Beach, and you'll be taking that talent to the uh, mountains of North Carolina. But camping-wise, are, are you going to be in any camps? Are you traveling this weekend up there? Will we see you uh, at that big uh, camp coming up over there at uh, at the high school on Sunday? Yes, sir. I'm going to the National Preps on Sunday, which will be, uh, you know, really exciting to showcase my talents. And uh, I'm actually going to the Rivals camp in Atlanta that I got invited to, so that'll be really exciting, you know, just showcasing my talents at those camps and connecting with some guys and hopefully, you know, being able to get them to App State and be a Mountaineer. There you go. That's the next question. As you can tell, he's done this radio thing before. So you go from being recruited to being a recruiter now. Is that is that safe to say? I'm sure uh, you'll be having some elbow rubbing when we uh, catch up with you over at the National Preps this Sunday as we uh, meet you guys up there at Nation Ford. Is that a kind of the way it goes now? You start becoming the recruiter rather than the recruiting or recruited? Yes, sir. So, yeah, it will be really exciting, you know, really be fun to, you know, try and get some kids here 
obviously, you know, college coaches are kind of limited right now, not being able to see people. But, uh, you know, I, me and uh, Zach, who's the other quarterback committed at State from uh, Georgia, I mean, we can do – we can recruit – we can recruit kids, you know, see kids in person at, like, camps and get relationships with them and tell them how awesome App State is and the staff. And uh, it'll be, you know, really fun to, you know, try and get some of these kids from State South Carolina because South Carolina is such – you know, great talent, and there's uh, some kids right over the border in North Carolina near at West Brunswick, Carter Wyatt, linebacker, uh, you know, Xavier Shore, Zach Chalmers. I mean, there's plenty of guys, Ashton Wintner, you know. I mean, there's plenty of guys, great talent. Uh, KZ from great, great Collegiate, he's really good running back. Mm. I mean, there's plenty of kids, you know, that, you know, I think are able to play the like, next level and, have offers at that level right now, and we'll really try and get them at App State and be a Mountaineer. Talk about his commitment there, Ryan Berger. He is committed, by the way, yet not delivered, but committed to, of course, App State. He'll play his final days over with uh, Coach Wilson and the Seahawks. He'll write that final chapter, and he'll ride off into the sunset, heading towards the mountains, if you will, uh, on the Grand Strand. Man, I can't wait to see you this Sunday. You know I'm going to get you on the radio. I get a chance to see, hopefully, Mom and Dad up there. And that's, again, man, you guys all leave us, man. Mom and Dad usually stay behind. So, uh, you know, I always appreciate you at the stop of a hat, man. You, you always reach out when I when I reach out to you. You stay in touch with me. It means a lot, Ryan, and I've, I've got a chance to watch you, you know, do what you did, what, two years ago when Luke went down, you went up, man, and I watched you play in the state championship game. You had a lot of Moxie, a lot of poise to you, and I watched you, of course, give everything you got this past year, dealing with some things that you had to deal with as well. So real proud of your efforts and, and your accomplishments way before the football field. Uh, the final thing I want to uh, talk to you about, I know you've got some connections to the state of Tennessee. You and I talked about this a little bit off the air, and I know deep down inside you, you kind of grew up being a, maybe a little bit a volunteer, but yet – going to App State has a little touch of Knoxville, right? I mean, it's got that small-town charm with mm-hmm. the mountains, and it's got a little bit of that swag that you would see in Knoxville, but just not as far away from the, the parents that were on the Grand Strand, right? Yes, sir. I mean, there's a lot of similarities between Knoxville and Boone. Uh, I think Boone's a little smaller scale, but, I mean, there's I think there's 19,000 people in this in the, mm-hmm. like town city of Boone. And uh, there's 19,000 students, so it's really, you know, a college town. I mean, considering half the people there are students, it's really a college town. Everybody's all in on football, just like Knoxville. I mean, there's, there's you know, to fill up 105,000, I think it is, in Neyland Stadium in Knoxville. And, you know, there's not as many people in Knoxville as, you know, there is in, like, Atlanta or Miami or, you know what I mean? So, uh Mm-hmm. It's it's really cool. I think that Boone is, you know, a really a perfect fit for me. It's not too big, not too small. And uh, really the Boone part and the fan base is really, you know, what I love. No doubt about it. I knew there was that connection. I've had the conversation with mom and dad, so I knew there was that, that twist. And when somebody on the other side of that window reached out to me and said, well, you saw Ryan's going to commit at 6 o'clock, right? And I said, well, yeah, I see it. He said, what do you think? I said, well, I, I think I have state, man. It's, it's a touch of Tennessee not as far yet I think it's small town charm I, yeah I think that's a good fit for him and here you go man you made me look good right I appreciate that as well <laughs> yes, now the sir. final question what is the hashtag about brother rock boy 22 man tell me the background behind this yes sir it's, it's really like the mountain they like uh welcome to the rock 
and uh you know the mountains are really what boone's about and uh you know there you can do unlimited stuff you can do kayaking hiking snowboarding skiing i mean you can really do anything there i mean there's a couple lakes around you can go boating and stuff I mean, there's unlimited things to do, you know, outside of outside of football, and I don't think you can get that everywhere. I mean, it's really cool to me what you can do outside of football because, you know, everything's not about, you know, football. I mean, I love football, but, you know, you always need to, you know, get away from it a little bit, and, uh, it, you know, it'll be really fun, you know, being able to do that kind of stuff. Man, I tell you what, you, you sound so much uh, older than I know that you are. You're so mature and you're ready to take that step. I feel like you could head that way at the end of this year. But we need you for one more season. I need to catch up with you on Sunday over there at this uh, National Preps, Ryan. Uh, again, congratulations, man. You know, you're, you're representing that Horry County, that Grand Strand athlete style, man. And from a former athlete on the Grand Strand, keep doing what you're doing until – uh, coach uh, over there to keep grinding you guys out, man, because I tell you what, he is putting the kids at the next level day in and day out, buddy. Yes, sir. All right, buddy. Hey, be safe this weekend. You and I will catch up on Sunday on the air, and until then, buddy, if you need anything, reach out. Congratulations, big man. Yes, sir. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. Always a pleasure. Look at that. Ryan Berger comes in here, wraps up a five-star show in style. This cat right here, look, I got to be honest with you, kid can go play anywhere. So it is a gift in many ways for him to stay a little bit close to home and hang out over there, of course, at a place like App State, which I'm sure he's circling a few registered. Let's see, ECU, let's play them. Let's get North Carolina on the schedule. Coach, can we put South Carolina on the schedule to play a cut against a couple of former athletes? Again, I don't think the Gamecocks are going to play App State, Eugene. I mean, being a guy, it hadn't worked out so well, so I'm not sure he'll get that Gamecock vision, but he could easily get North Carolina and ECU, huh? Yeah, I think actually North Carolina is back on the schedule a couple of times, and I think ECU is as well. Um, you know, they have to make up some of these contract things that they dropped this year. I believe ECU was on the contract for this year, uh, so I believe they're pretty much, they had to re you know rework those. Um, App State, you know, it's kind of like the Citadel, man. South Carolina, I think they uh, kind of shy away now. New coach, remember he might, you know, not have those uh, those kind of fear or or the you know stare, worry about looking the headlight, uh, the rearview mirror, and see what's behind them. But I know, you know, had it been some of the former staff, would say, heck no, we don't want any piece of those guys. I mean, because you know, I remember that App State game. They just beat mm-hmm. South Carolina on the line of scrimmage. Now they're always mm-hmm. known for having. Great offensive line, defensive line, and just being those, you know, brute warriors. But when you have an SEC recruited line, you shouldn't lose that battle. And uh, I just remember that game, man. They they were just beaten like a drum by the, by App State. And uh, the last time they played East Carolina, it wasn't a pushover. And the last time they played North Carolina, they lost. So right. he might get that, and uh, he might get that shot. But I'm sure. You know, if App State did end up playing, of course, South Carolina, that would be a fun, fun battle. And, of course, you know, the biggest question is we'd have to have Mickey on the show and ask him which sideline he's sitting on. Yeah, and I'd like to get Coach in here. Actually, I reached out the other day, and we were going back and forth on some phone tags. So, uh, we'll we'll wait and see, of course. Uh, We get Coach Wilson in here maybe next week. Uh, Again, he's got so much going on. Again, from having his kicker go to ECU, he's got a wide receiver hanging out up there at North Carolina. Now he's got – Ryan Berger just waiting it out, right? Because he's going to App State. You got your quarterback, other quarterback in South Carolina that's getting accolades like uh, crazy. How about 
uh, to carry on Jordan. He got a former, of course, Patriot over at Fort Rochester, got a lot of accolades uh, over the weekend uh, from his coach, who said, man, he, he is a pleasure to coach. He coaches, you know, uh, he's, he plays better and better every day, but he will play wherever I need him to play. And I think that uh, speaks uh, a lot of volumes, not only for to carry on Jordan and his family, but also, of course, of course, uh, the coach over there, Coach Steve LaPrade and his group, because these guys also have guys all over the place. As you saw, Carlos Dunlap just signed a mega deal with the Seahawks of Seattle, by the way. Uh, update, David Shelton was going to try to jump in here with us, but he is covering the hit tournament as the final day of that, and it is Somerville. Green Wave right down the street from the studio taking on Trinity of Georgia. It is tied up 6-6 in the bottom of the third. Uh, we'll get you an update. We'll try to tweet out as much as we can. Make sure you follow us on Twitter, guys. It's the easiest, best way to keep up with us at SO Sports Central. We're doing it big on Facebook. It's Southern Sports Central. We're doing the gram. It's Instagram. That's hanging out with you over there, of course, uh, at Southern Sports Central. And, again, we will be live this Sunday, 9 to 5. Not all that time will be live, but we'll have a show put up here at some point over the next couple of days. And we will put it out on social media because we will be in attendance at the National Preps. We got that invite. Hang out with Coach Jeff Mullins and all these great South Carolina high school coaches that are going to be helping this thing happen. These guys are going to have uh, 210, 210 hand-selected athletes. One of those, Ryan Berger, just joined us. He will be in attendance along with a ton of other great athletes ready to show their talents. Remember, this is going to be a little different than what you've seen in some of the other combines. Because this one specializes in the NFL-style combine. And I love it because, again, we stick so much on the 707. And that's a lot of fun. It's like extra recess, no doubt. But I want to see some of the stuff that these guys are going to be showing us. And I cannot wait um, to see what we got, of course, going on with that camp on Sunday. Tomorrow morning, don't miss the one and only great Friday morning show here on Southern Sports Central. Of course, it is Brandon Bisco Bing. He'll have that same guy right there that we just heard on his show in the morning. You can hear him. And how about this one? Big Gaines. That's right. Antonio Gaines, who has committed to where? Well, he's going to UNC Charlotte, where I was at over the weekend. Uh, he'll be talking to both of those athletes along with some others. I may or may not jump in here with him tomorrow morning. Probably will on my way to my work spot in the morning. And uh, we'll talk a little football, maybe a little baseball. I know the Mingo Classic's happening. He actually called a, uh, a game tonight, actually, Brandon did for North Myrtle Beach, and uh, just got a lot of great stuff happening. Don't forget, it is the Masters all weekend long. Started today, ends it on Sunday, and of course, uh, you uh, don't want to miss Monday after the Masters with Hootie and the group as they do what they do. And then, uh, like I mentioned early in the show, it is uh, set, ready to rock and roll over at the uh, Darlington Murder Speedway. You want to get your tickets for the Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. They got packages there that you can uh, participate. The River Dogs back at it, swinging the sticks, slinging the ball, and doing it all over there at the Joe. That one is, uh, I think, first pitch sometime mid-May. We'll be in attendance. Stay tuned for all of that, guys. Follow us, Facebook, Southern Sports Central, at SO Sports Central on Twitter. And, again, on the gram, hanging out with you at Southern Sports Central. Guys, tomorrow morning, Brandon Bisco being with Sports Unlimited, 7 a.m. Guys, until then, God bless, take care, and stay safe. I get up, I get down, and I'm jumping around And the rumpus and ruck, it's a comfortable night Been a hell of a ride